Well, take a look at that, team. Looks like some sort of large, black, shiny obelisk in the distance. Better keep our guard up. Yes, I, it appears to be some form of interdimensional material that is transposing itself across several dimensions. And it sure is one hell of a shiny rock! Captain, why are you even out here? I thought we were going to try to find some bananas, huh? In order to understand our future, we must become at peace with our past. This is a critical point in history according to the chronologues, but... They don't look very peaceful. Well, they're less evolved than us. Gore. That's right, buddy. You tell them. Captain, the, the rock appears to be shifting form. Holy shit! I think it's gonna blow up! Rhesus. Pardon me for dropping in, but you've been on my mind. Oh, there he goes with the mind again. On his 33rd year, Zarathustra left his cave and looked upon the rising sun. He had to descend into the world, and in his descending, he would descend. It says, like, descending 33 times. Have you guys not read Zarathustra? Okay, I'm out. (laughs) Oh, I didn't realize it was one of these lowbrow podcasts. (laughs) I didn't realize we wouldn't be discussing Nietzsche here. No, I just got confused because you weren't saying it in the original German. All right, all right. All right, right, guys. Let's bring it in ever so slightly. We're never gonna, we're never gonna make it beyond empowered. So what am I doing point. again? Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. Oh. Let's get I ready to rumble. All right, so here we go. What? Oh, man. Oh. If I press the A button while I'm on those tracks in Audacity, some lines appear. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, we've lost Ben. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's happening there. That sounds funky. <laughs> Nick, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm, having, I'm having some emotions. <laughs> I'm having some feels over here. <laughs> I've been all tweeted. Oh, my. Uh, no, nah, 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 say you gotta take them emotions and shove them down there, boy. Wow, this humidity just gives me the horribles. A chicken hawk. <laughs> hey, chicken and chicken hawk. Yes, thank you for rounding out. Thank you for <laughs> rounding out that spare. <laughs> <laughs> That's the old seven ten leghorn. <laughs> yep. Strangely soothing. On topic. I always- take that. <laughs> I always hoped that Foghorn Leghorn was in some way a distant relation to that uh, chicken lawyer from uh, Futurama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just now you're just going for like Southern birds. <laughs> Pretty much Southern birds. Yeah. Southern birds of the Western wilds by James yeah. Bond. <laughs> oh, he's a book writer and an ornithologist now. Oh, well, he's first of all a apparently real person. Uh-huh. Yeah, not just you know a fictional character. No, that's where the name comes from. You're thinking of Jamie Bond. Birds, nope. Birds of the West Indies by James Bond, where uh, Ian Fleming got the name for his spy uh, protagonist. 
Birds of the Indies flock together. Mm-hmm. When they're in the Indies. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise, what, <laughs> yeah. what would be the point? It's a little, it's a little tricky otherwise. <laughs> My mom says there are a lot of brown birds in India. <laughs> Cartman. <laughs> you look like somebody kind of, just pulled some Corsican cheese under your the nose. Water from my eyes after that one. Good dunks. <laughs> you dunked on him. You got dunked so good. Slam, bam, thank you, ma'am. Welcome to and the, welcome to the to jam. India. <laughs> hey, ladies. Yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> you wanna know why? Why? It's the jam. <laughs> there are over 300 mashups of that on YouTube, and I've listened to every single one. <laughs> you put half of them there. That, you're 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 poisoning your uh, your sample size. I think you're part of the problem, boy. <laughs> Guess you're part of the boy, man. You're part of the man, son. <laughs> the man's family. The son yeah. Problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who is this person I don't know. who are we we're like the fifth member of a bad rap group we're like uh we're like in uh the one of the oceans movies <laughs> i feel like i'm marv's understudy from home alone and <laughs> we both you know, know you're i'm the not gonna do i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna do this scheme <laughs> <laughs> understudy uh all right. All right, you guys run this podcast. I don't got to do shit. It's true. It's true. I got to do this. <laughs> Welcome to Empowered. <laughs> uh, All right, uh, Captain <laughs> Simeon, I am so pumped about talking about All this. Right, let's, well, let's get into it. Then. Yeah. Uh, um, give me one second. Uh, you guys can go ahead and talk. I have to... Um, one. I have to... I singular have to, sensation. Yeah. Two. Step. And it's in the way that cheers it. <laughs> One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. <laughs> Two can be as bad as one, but the loneliest number safe for number one. I always expect the next verse to start. Three <laughs> is yeah, almost really... as bad as one this... or two. <laughs> How did Sesame Street never parody that? Amazing. That's exactly what should happen. Four can be as bad as five, <laughs> but the loneliest number, say, for six, six, six. Because <laughs> he was the devil, you see. Uh, uh, uh. If, you, if, you, if the devil's in your life, you're never truly alone. Oh, please, number one, get in your place so I can count you. Uh, count? You know, maybe I could be of some assistance. How? Well, you want the one in its place, right? Right. Make it so, number one. And then we all wait 30 seconds, and then somebody says, Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Did Was that, like, do. the Halo theme song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the, uh... Oh. uh it's like the Faith in uh, Final Fantasy X. You're talking it's about constant chanting. Yeah, I played that Thomas game Chase Jones? Ball. Soundtrack by Thomas Chase Jones, who did the uh, Coolsville continuity uh, direct-to-video Scooby-Doo movies. Oh, gosh. Tell, tell the us The only more. Tom Jones I know is the one who tells me how usual it is to be loved by anyone. <laughs> it's not unusual to be loved by anyone. 
That is what it said in the scriptures. It's not unusual <laughs> to have fun with anyone. <laughs> and yay, anyone. Was, <laughs> as Zarathustra spoke on from on high, it is scrack. not unusual to have fun with just anyone. <laughs> no, not just anyone. And so we pray. <laughs> and the priest laughed and said, What's new, pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> And it was weird. <laughs> yeah. And the jester exclaimed into the night, Thunderball! <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get a new jester. <laughs> uh, okay. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> hey, Nick. Fuck all of us. <laughs> See, the first time someone comes on the podcast, there's like a, a little bit of formality. But now you've broken into the esteemed uh, double downers. You're in the VIP wing. Yeah. There's a of the family Lincoln You're like aware that our decorum <laughs> is like at an all-time low. It precipitated real quick. Oh, yeah. I didn't know there was precipitation. I'm sorry, guys. It was like five episodes ago. We were fine. And then just... <laughs> just these diarrhea intros for days. I don't know what happened. Wait, when when was Josh on? Was that the was that the the downward fall? That Josh McCloud, he 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 derails everything. <laughs> he was, yeah, no, that's he, on he him. Was, he was pre- he was our beloved Senator Robotnik. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Praise it be his name. Bring the order to those damned forest creatures. <laughs> Roboticizing those what need roboticization. <laughs> we should introduce ourselves because we got a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, do I'm we bad. ever? Oh. My glob. <laughs> oh my glorp. Uh, yeah, what was right. what was the space age like nope. anti force called? The glob. Glob. The glob. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Shut, shut up, guys. <laughs> you you told sun. me. You told me to introduce the podcast. I'm trying to do it. <laughs> All right. Welcome, everybody. Uh, this is the Carton Cast. My name is Ben. My name is Zane. And my name is Nick. Let's get ready to rumble. We're getting ready to rumble here in the studio. And this is the podcast where we get ready to rumble here in the studio. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, get ready, we're getting ready to rumble here in the studio. Hey, Ben, are you ready to rumble? All right. And Nick has seated his time for plugs. <laughs> uh, we move directly into the show. Uh, the bit. Uh, yes, we're the... What? What do you want from me? I already said our name. No, because monkey guy is always talking about the... Oh, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. It's and then like the joke a, it's Like everything else in the show, it's like a joke, but it's missing some critical features. I had briefly entertained doing an intro that was in any way related to... The show. The, you know, oh, blank. Yeah, them. But, uh, but, like, my mind boggled at how difficult that would be to actually patch together. <laughs> I have to <laughs> say that, Just like... Just cartoony noises. I, I genuinely like laugh every time I watch the pilot when it gets to the part where he's like where he's like we are the and he's like come again and they're like our name <laughs> so cannot serious. be said only thought and then he just goes that must be very hard for dinner reservations <laughs> oh my yeah. god how does he know what those are because he just he's a hyper intelligent yeah. which means in the regular human intelligence. <laughs> Then we are the pinnacle of evolution. No smarter than Captain Malcolm Reynolds. Yeah, so today uh, we are talking about uh, Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. Before we get into that, uh, we actually have a little bit of uh, of uh, updated laundry. I don't remember what the proper phrase is. Um, 
I believe it is updated laundry. Yes, correct. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hey, hold on. Is it updated laundry? Survey says. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. 86 <laughs> points to the red team. A second place under just hooting. Something that you wear in a drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> your mother. Show me your mother. <laughs> her name is Dolores. This is her. She's been a blonde for about two years now. All right. Okay. Podcast idea. You get guests from other podcasts in a family feud style podcast against each other. Oh, I'm That's there. That's pretty good. You're the host. <laughs> you you have to be the I'm, host. I've done enough work. I'm giving this to you. <laughs> this I think it you. should be. I think it should be five like <laughs> famous so people, celebrity references, and then the janitor who just is always the winner, like <laughs> by a large margin. Then this is a reality show. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> so I would like to take this opportunity because uh, Nick, you are a gentleman of wild opinions. <laughs> I'd like to dial down my comments from the last episode. Um, so this was the Phineas and Ferb show. That's the title. Yeah. Uh, Are we going to have a blood feud? I maintain that it's not a good show. It's a phenomenal show. But I'd like to provide some context. I watched it with my wife. And there's this bizarre thing about cartoons where when you watch them with somebody else, the bad ones are worse and the good ones are better. So that is the context for how vi- how venomous I get in the last episode. I make no apologies for saying that I did not like Phineas and Ferb. I it's think on average it is below. I think on average I give it a fail. So Doof Nick is great. Nick, I want I want two minutes from you on on your Ooh, opinion that is on this. Amazing. Did you practice that? <laughs> So we haven't actually put out that episode I'm yet. We're going to clip that in instead of the actual I one, right? I have not even touched that <laughs> that editing yet. <laughs> Perry the Platypus, how did you... Man, I really got to change these locks. <laughs> Man, and I thought my Doofenshmirtz was good. It's I'm not even going to try. It's so The market, the market the is wall. saturated. Also, they write a song... For every episode. That was my number one complaint about the show. Every episode, they write a new song, which nine times out of ten is a stylistic parody. This show is brilliant. It's a stylistic parody that's a fucking gutter ball. No, it's brilliant (laughs) every time. They're always witty, they're well done, and they also maintain, like, a voice while still, like, having a dynamic range that's, like, very broad. Yeah, I got I serious. Suck it. <laughs> no, uh, no that's, I hate it when I have to I'm suck I'm glad you it. have strong opinions about it. I, I just didn't see it because I have a bias against music in shows. But it's, uh, <laughs> Win us back. Incidentally, us back. your favorite show is Glee, so I don't know where that comes from. Uh, <laughs> that, that's ironically, obviously. <laughs> of course. I just love Darren Chris so much ever since win, that Harry win Potter us back musical. by teaching me how to love Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. Oh, okay. That's what you have to do. Teach monkeys how to love. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. School's in that monkey love. (laughs) But first, don't do that. Monkey love is dragging me down. Is murder. I, I thought first, the Nick. way you started that cadence, it sounded like monkey love has got it going on. <laughs> <laughs> monkey He's, uh, love, all what I want, and I waited too long. <laughs> monkey love, <laughs> buy you monkey love, my friend. <laughs> if, if it makes you swing from trees, uh, <laughs> uh, Nick. 
Yeah. Before we get started, yeah. would you like to tell us where you are from and what you do? Uh, <laughs> um, oh, Jesus Christ, a serious question. I'm, I'll, uh, I'll wait for you to loop back around to serious. Goddamn sweating here. It's like Haley's comment, but... Um, uh, so, my name is Nick Robes. I run the What's With You Scooby-Doo podcast, where uh, it's uh, sometimes about Scooby-Doo and mostly about me. <laughs> Have we ever figured out what he's about yet? Did we no. come to a conclusion on that? There are no conclusions from my end of things. <laughs> we don't know what's with him. Great. Great. What is vexing Scooby-Doo so consistently <laughs> through all these years? Uh, ghosts. <laughs> Asked and answered. Yeah. <laughs> so you got me dead to rights, Nick. I don't know. I don't know what so, to say. Uh, we 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 had you on previously for our um, thirteen ghosts of Scooby Doo episode, which, as we all know, is the finest incarnation of the series. Um, and <laughs> incarnation and you, is appropriate. And you, uh, you know, return the favor. You had us both on uh, episodes of your podcast, and fun as hell. Go check his podcast. The, out. the fact that we're doing this show today, I don't know if you remember. When I, I actually um, was up in Portland and I, I stopped by and we recorded at, at your Scoobio, which is a rare thing for us. Usually we're, we're internet folk. Sure. Wait, did you say studio or Scoobio? Scoobio. I'm still hearing Scoobio. Yeah, you know, you're hearing correctly. <laughs> um, right then. And as, as I, I was, um, you know, putting on my coat to leave and I'm about out the door and you just kind of appear like as a, a figure in the shadow and say, hey, hey, kid, next time. <laughs> You're going to want to watch Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. It's real good. <laughs> and that, honestly, that's the you. last thing you said to me before I left. <laughs> there was no further goodbyes. That's on brand for me. And it's stuck in my head. <laughs> and I'm like, you've never been more on brand. And I'm like, you, <laughs> and you've joined us for some empowered sessions, and those are great. And I'm like, I, I got to get more of you back here. Oh, <laughs> that's sweet Absolutely. of you. No, Nick, you're you're an absolute blast to have around. Uh, I I always feel a little bit weird about having you on because you are so much better at improvisational humor than either of us. But I, I, he's an I apologize, he just is. I don't think I'm better. I think I'm just more relentless. <laughs> you, you're just more of it. Yeah, no, it's ninety nine percent quantity issue. There's there's yeah. a lot of more there. There's a lot of more. Eh? When the moon hits your eyes and your pizza turns to pies. That's monkey love. <laughs> Dragging me down. Miami me <laughs> I love it when we get a closer to the episode so soon. <laughs> like, we don't have to worry about that. Also, like, how that, like that song not being in this show oh, is amazing. No, no it, the closer is going to be your podcast. So you change the themes on your podcast, and this one is so good. Ben, have you heard a recent episode? No, I haven't. He, it's, he like did a Rem-ish style like Scooby Doo thing. It's so good. <laughs> really? Like That's classic awesome. Rem. <laughs> classic Rem, bro. You're a real yeah, Rem Rembrandt. <laughs> well, that's very well, nice of you to say. Thank you. So, well, yeah, Nick, it's um, so it's so good to have you on. I'm so glad we have this opportunity to check out something that you apparently have very strong opinions about. Yeah, compliments <laughs> aside, what what is your relationship with this show? <laughs> yeah, what's the history there? This it's gotta be something. This be nothing. <laughs> no one, no one leaves this unscathed. <laughs> yeah, this had a very profound effect on me. I mean, the opposite of nothing is something. So therefore, there is something here. Otherwise, we wouldn't be investigating this <laughs> together. <laughs> Nick is going all Ben Shapiro on us, getting super close to the camera, and shouting like a crazy person. 
<laughs> and next up in my ring of topical impressions, Alex Jones. Captain Simeon! <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to make the monkey smarter so they can overthrow us. I wonder, like... Buy my how, vitamins! How many, how many years <laughs> do we have left of Alex Jones? Uh, before he has this 23rd heart attack? Who knows? <laughs> Because now before he's podcasting, kids are telling me that I'm having heart attacks. Before he ascends, because he's clearly a force for evil in the world. But at the same time, like, where else are we going to get that impression? <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be like, he's going to be like uh, all the impressions on Animaniacs, where like we all heard them and we were like, "Who the shit is Clark Gable?" <laughs> God, if 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 I could just have every instance of Alex Jones replaced with Cosgrove from Freakazoid, I could die a happy man. <laughs> hey Cosgrove, how come uh, you never how, got how married? Come you hate the, how come you hate the feminazis? <laughs> uh, you know, I think I just like meat too much. <laughs> That's the greatest. Be okay with the feminazis and still <laughs> still like meat. Really? Uh, I didn't know that. I wish someone had told me. <laughs> Hey, Did you ever hear this? Want to go get a churro? Did you ever hear this story about how like uh, they were doing a record session for Freakazoid and uh, Paul Rugg walks in and it's like it's like Ed Asner, Jonathan <laughs> Harris, like uh, 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 Alan Warner wasn't he the uh, Brainiac or whatever? And they're like all sitting around like eating pizza that had been delivered. <laughs> and like Ed Asner's like. This is a pretty good pizza. <laughs> oh, Ricardo Montalban was in there too, and he's like, "Yes, it's uh, very good." <laughs> oh my god! What is this anecdote, and how do you have access to it? <laughs> yeah, uh, like this isn't something that's like important enough for them to put on anything. <laughs> it's just like, hey, these guys were enjoying a pizza one day. No, that's the only exclusive, that's the interviews. only special feature on season two of Freakazoid is just footage of them eating a pizza, like he's sitting around like, a table. <laughs> I he's got like unfettered. He's got like unfettered exclusive access to the most narrow WikiLeaks possible. Uh, unfettered. <laughs> so unfettered. <laughs> Confetti. What is your relationship with this show? Uh so I. I mean, like this is one of those ones that's like, there. Like it started off as just like images in my head of like, like wait a minute, am I making this up? Like I'm picturing like. <laughs> Monkeys in spacesuits with whips. Did I dream uh -huh. this? <laughs> the whips are a fine touch. Like why? Like what? Where does this come from? And you start doing like all those like Google searches where you're like, um, monkeys with whips. Well, that's that's not getting me there. <laughs> that's, that's a disambiguous turn up. Uh, chimpanzees in space. Oh, chimps in space. Was that it? No, that's not it. <laughs> uh, you know, and you just kind of like all of a sudden finally stumble onto it, and you're like. Yeah, this this is the show I watched, and you, and like you know I. It's real. As a <laughs> as kid, the prophecy foretold. Right. They the, he once saw visions of a monkey with a whip. Monkey uh, <laughs> hunter unparalleled, Bobo Fett. God, did you guys watch that show? Um, oh my God, what was it? A <laughs> renegade. No, it sounds surprisingly oh, normal thing for you to watch. It, it, it was like. <laughs> 
No, I th- I swear to God, right. it, w- it wasn't Sticks. It was probably Bon Jovi. It was probably like one it, dead or alive, and he's like on the motorcycle. But the whole thing was like he was a cop, but he's framed for murder. And when murder is said, it's like murder is written on like a dusty floor, <laughs> and then a wind wipes it away. <laughs> Yeah, get rid of the evidence. So good. <laughs> it's, but, it's a metaphor. God. <laughs> what if every time you committed a crime, the name of the crime appeared somewhere? <laughs> but, like, I was a that huge shit. Sci-fi. There he is. <laughs> the telltale dust. Uh, but so, like I was a huge sci-fi kid. Like I watched uh, I watched Star Trek as a kid, and uh, like Babylon Five. Tie uh-huh. in with this, and like yeah. all that kind oh, of shit. Yeah. And this was like this was a like bizarre like in my head it was stuck as like a bizarrely like hard sci-fi show and in w- going back to it i was like don't you fucking give me that face you goddamn orlando bloom looking motherfucker this is a hard <laughs> sci-fi show i don't care what you yes, say for the, the listener he's brilliant. talking to ben yeah I, apparently I don't want I'm any... orlando bloom now i'm much more of the cave troll if you will <laughs> <laughs> me thrill <laughs> You're just full of surprises, Master Baggins. <laughs> I'm just a caveman. I don't know why these men are chasing this ball. Is it food? <laughs> the SNL sketch nobody remembers? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, that, that's all you, bro. <laughs> caveman lawyer? It's interesting that you had uh, an affinity for this because of your love of sci-fi. Um, because this because... is just Planet of the Apes in reverse. Well... This show, I think, is like a really special niche that only a few kind of other continuities sort of grapple with. This this sort of like uh, this this weird animal focus, like specifically a type of animal or a like we're only dealing with animals, presumably for like the humor reason. Beast but Wars. Then we're, it, uh, we get G Force like hamsters. I saw that. <laughs> that was real bad. This is Sunday Made in Hell. No, but. Like, I- this, like, this there, there's there's a lot of shows that do similar things, like where they just take a thing that we already know and just animalify it, and for some reason you get either comedy or something out of yeah, it that you, it you was, the wouldn't be there normally. Cow, Cowboys of Mumesa, Street Sharks, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they all have Captain their own Bucky genres. Captain Bucky O'Hare is real I was just about content. to say, Bucky O'Hare! Captain so, Bucky O'Hare! So this came after Bucky O'Hare, and yep. it's cleaving pretty hard to it but it's hard to say that that's specifically what inspired it because this also parodies and pays homage to every sci-fi trope well that's it what I, that's what uh, and everything under the sun that's what so really much. got me going <laughs> back to watching it where i was just like like there's this scene in the so the pilot's a two-parter and in the second part they he said like Spyro he's like he's like how'd you guys come back for me and change this th- so quickly he's like so quickly we were we were going around for years in the space time continuum we went back to the seventies and the uh, orb shows up and he's he's got a an arrow on his head and he goes well excuse me and I that was worked. like what I was like I was like I had not. Even I didn't even know what Wild and Crazy Guys was when the show came out. <laughs> Dude, even before that, when he first gets like hit by uh by what's his what's his nuts uh Gore gripping him too hard, he starts going Daisy. Yeah, it's like are you kidding me? And and the time travel thing is a plot point that I think we should delve into at some point. Um, I do want to say the production history of this show, please. So, Captain Simeon. 
and the Space Monkeys. That intro, oh, God. Ran from 1996 to 1997 oh. as part of the BKN programming block in syndication, which also included Sonic Underground and uh, Mummies Alive. Uh, it was produced by Hallmark Entertainment. I just want to say really quickly, that's an oxymoron. No, well, Mummies <laughs> Alive? Mummies Alive, that's an oxymoron. That's fucking xenophobic of you, Nick. No, mummies yeah. are dead by definition. Um, they prefer toilet paper Americans. <laughs> yeah, woke pair. already. Um, so yeah, produced by Hallmark, the um, greeting card company, and Monkey Shine Productions, which I, I believe was made specifically for this show because I couldn't find anything else about it. It must have been. <clears throat> there's there's no other explanation for that. Yeah, I'm assuming they were put together and dissolved I, immediately. But, but I would love a, a series of greeting cards based off of this show. Would you really? <laughs> what would they be? Why? <laughs> like, you were uh, on my mind. Mine. <laughs> you were always on my mind. I, he always pauses before saying mind like we're not going to oh, get it otherwise. Malcolm McDowell leans into those jokes so hard. Chewing the scene. It's, it's more than a 90 walls. degree angle. <laughs> we, we so this is going to be like in Jackie Chan Adventures. We, we rush through the characters to get to the best character. We're going to do that here too. <laughs> I don't think it'll be too much trouble. I, I didn't have too much to say about most of these guys no this show is very upfront mine to punish you Uh, in the name of the moon (laughs) i've changed my mind he always goes to mind too he never mixes it up with brain well he's got multiple ones so i mean you know yeah they each get a turn to make the same pun that's the Um, thing like each one is just making the pun so they they never know that the last one has happened yeah, they each have a very limited vocabulary. But uh, yeah, so many questions. We'll get this, to that. This show, um, it's it's so upfront about its premise. Um, it is a show about a spaceman who is a monkey man, and we're gonna watch him do space things and also do monkey things and space monkey things. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, so intersectionality, Chuck very Simeon. big. <laughs> Captain yeah, so Chuck, Chuck Simeon, Simeon coming at NASA, you on the railway. You're not gonna believe this. But I feel the need that this is going to be my only chance to debrief you. <laughs> this guy is obsessed with briefing, by the way. He's. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna. I have to give this. I have to give this briefing ASAP. ASAP. Brief me. How, why? <laughs> you can brief me on the way. He's, He's just to. so happy to learn an acronym that he uses it as much as possible. It's so weird. <laughs> so yeah, we got oh. this. Uh, like this bizarre fixation on very mundane things. There's also just something about the name Chuck Simeon. Hi, Chuck Simeon. <laughs> <laughs> You're our t- we're our twelfth caller. Like, how was there never like a public access like animal show like starring Chuck Simeon? I wouldn't mind like a like a like a uh, a, a sort of like a Nature Channel or, or National Discovery or something like that with a animate monkey man telling us about. Monkeys. Animate or anthropomorphic? What word are you going for? Both. Great. Glad to help. The background is animated, but he's live action. Yeah, if you could have an anthropomorphic monkey man that is not animated, I'd probably be pretty freaked out. But (laughs) did you guys also did you you just watch the pilot? No, I I watched around. I watched the pilot, the two pilot episodes, and two other episodes, but. uh, I, I didn't get, like, a huge breadth for this show. So after I, he gets taken in by the... And they put the brain thing on him... Uh-huh. Can we talk about... Time. Be, huh? 
That was a good amount of time. I, I got exactly what you're going for. Thank you. It can only be mm-hmm. thought. Uh, the, there was like a time before he got smarter where it's like, it, it's kind of like when you watch Lion King and when Simba grows up, he like turns, he has like somehow like flowing 90s hair for a lion <laughs> mane. Like there was yeah. something, ab- there was something about how like they, like he's a monkey, but like they give him this like weirdly like buff. <laughs> Baywatch bus. He's got. He's it's got so weird. That jaw and those sideburns. Like <laughs> when when we did uh, Star Trek the animated series, we were like, the real Kirk had this sort of animal magnetism, this this beautiful splendor that they couldn't get. They did it here. They got it right. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching this with my girlfriend, and she was like, "So he's supposed to be Kirk, right?" <laughs> I was watching this with my wife, and she's like, oh, are you watching more of that? It's so bad. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be honest. I was of a similar opinion as your wife. I did not enjoy this show much. Did you watch any of the episodes with the hollow boons? I don't think I did. (laughs) I must have missed that somewhere. But but let let me say my piece here, because, like, we have watched a similar episode. We have watched a similar show previously. Okay. Captain Bucky O'Hare and the Toad Menace. No, 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 no. And it's, you know, I, I go on record as having enjoyed that show a whole lot. Sorry, am I late? <laughs> Only slightly. This is going to be a bitch to sync up. Yeah, there's <laughs> a, a light speed uh, delay there. <laughs> yeah, the, the the photon gravitons get inverted and, you know. Well, I've been through a wormhole and, uh... for decades. <laughs> <laughs> How's so the 70s? my wife. <laughs> um, yeah, but, so I, I really enjoyed Captain Bucky O'Hare. And... Part of the reason for it was because of how straight that it played it. Like, all of the cute, cuddly aesthetic of all the animal people, but then everyone is so dead-focused serious <laughs> about everything. And I was just way into it. This, you know, this, this, takes a lot of, uh, this takes a lot of cues from Bucky O'Hare, but also leans back from that super seriousness a little bit to get more references and kind of, kind of, comedy action scenes going you mean that when they had a writer's meeting he was like uh can we punch up these 10 seconds by 10 seconds we need to have a joke every breath and if we don't we're getting in 20 i got exhausted by you can see that it's clearly two different people writing it because when when he talks in his full voice like commanding leader do this do this and then whenever he mutters under his breath it's some weird reference that he has no business knowing well (laughs) so but if this were if this were play if this if they did a live action of this i don't know why they would but if they did a live also just really quickly if it's live action shouldn't there be a goddamn real lion in it like what the fuck are they casting people in the lion king if it's live action quote unquote it should be real animals it's that's just the action that's action. live, not the not the thing. That's not in live it. action. That's animation. Nick, anyway. you we'll could take you ha- to you a petting zoo as soon as we're done here. Great, thank <laughs> you. Uh, so, so, anyways, um, <laughs> it, it he would be played by like Harrison Ford because that's like Harrison Ford's bread and butter. It's like uh, Indiana Jones bursts <laughs> Side through a, a jaw. wall. Well, he bursts through a wall. There's nobody else in this entire building, and he goes, "Man, I thought I had it bad before. Nobody is there." <laughs> that's like what captain simeon does every second where he's, he's not the only one spider talks to the camera it's, <laughs> fuck it's it's a it's unbelievable and, and just 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 to wrap up my feelings on it like because i did like bucky o'hare so much this felt like 
it, it felt like it was lacking in somehow. Felt and like I you were tearing your loyalties. We know how much. <laughs> it's but, it's um, definitely goofier. Like this, I'm enjoying it in the sense that it's kind of like a B movie. Like it does, it does hit that you know flavor like, quite pretty. Like pretty you know good. how those uh, sci-fi movies in the 50s and 60s had this sort of paper mache aesthetic. This also does, even though they're not held back because <laughs> they have yeah, animation it's a tools. And cartoon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, but also like it, it is like hard sci-fi in that like original Star Trekky kind of method of like gamma radiation is pouring in at 3.5 parnimons, and then it's going to be it's going to create a, a, a graviton wave that's going to suck out all the neutrino energy that will cause reverse. Die. And it's just like what the hell? <laughs> yeah, except. Except there's no philosophy or like relationship to our actual lives. It's just well, yeah, no, all the bullshit monkey, science stuff is just antics. is just used as a foil for the really weird, like kind of blue collar jokes that happen a mere two seconds later by the same character. That <laughs> well, is that's its function. Like, yeah, that's like Star Trek: The Next Generation, where where it'll be like a, a minute and a half thing where it's like where the Spiegel pulsar- just talks to himself. The pulsar waves are moving at a, at four point five parsecs, and that's going to create a collusion, which is going to create a tear. Oh, you mean like putting a bed sheet in a dryer <laughs> on too high a heat? Yes, <laughs> you you would know. Like putting- like putting too much air in a balloon and something bad happens. Yeah, right. That's that's like every next generation episode. It's like that, but it's dude, it's from the same character's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Nick, you um, you really dig this show? Then I assume in oh. some of the ways in which I disliked it. Yeah, it, absolutely. Would you well, say that? Would Would you say that like your appreciation of this show is largely? parody focused or because of that b-movie aesthetic or is there something else that i'm just not tapping into Mm, yeah well i mean i definitely think the broad aspect appeals to me greatly because it also like it, it provides this this weird world of like it's not like everything is about two steps removed from what it's saying like this show i know this is gonna sound weird but this show seems like a lot of subtext uh (laughs) do they really want bananas or do they really or do they just want freedom it's a metaphor for the struggle within us all to get bananas did you bring any bananas back with you (laughs) oh my god (laughs) that cadence i know i love it nathan fillion every time he goes strangely (laughs) soothing (laughs) so that's a running gag by the way (laughs) let's talk about chuck simeon because the guy who plays him jerry doyle has sure. a fascinating history, and the fact that they got... You mean his 12 of, IMDb credits? No, like, the guy from... They got the guy from Babylon 5 to do a Kirk impression in this is such a wild idea. Well, well um, before that, I think I think that we should at least explain the plot. I believe I already explained it. Space monkey think, things are happening. <laughs> I, th- I think that that is not D- quite enough. The, describe the overplot. Where, where NASA, are we? What's the this might be concept? my last chance to debrief you. I was a monkey. <laughs> the same as any other. I was in the space program. Suddenly, when my rocket went into orbit, a, me- a mechanical malfunction occurred. Seat read uh, a monkey wrench. <laughs> monkey thro- works. I was thrown out of orbit into the darkest regions of unexplored space. I wandered for decades, preserved by a combination of freezing cold and zero gravity. <laughs> <laughs> he yes. says that is so stupid. So, until I can... NASA, I reached the center of the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's like all the words it's like all the words make sense by themselves yeah if you take them individually as phrases <laughs> without stringing them together with any sort of conjunctions everything the, follows like a, it like is a stranger like to our universe would find this reasonable it's the most beautiful nonsense it, i mean it like borders on like a monty python sketch <laughs> like john cleese could have written this <laughs> Probably. Uh, incidentally, do you know who one of the writers of this series is? Uh, no. Astral projections beaming upon billions and billions <laughs> of stars. Hi, Nick Sagan, Chuck Sagan's kid. <laughs> oh We're made of star stuff. We're all made of star stuff. <laughs> I don't actually know if Nick Sagan talks like his dad, but I really hope he does. I'm not even convinced that his dad talks like that. I've never actually heard a clip of him. I've just heard you. What? Yeah, that's the only thing I've heard as well. That's what that we're both referencing you on a different podcast. Hi, Chuck Sagan here. <laughs> this person might not actually exist. A miasma of universal energy flowing into the cosmos. I was suspended in a mixture of freezing cold and anti gravity. <laughs> that's that's the thing where he's like. I was preserved by a combination of freezing cold and <laughs> zero gravity. He says it like it's like most, the most natural thing in the world to say. <laughs> I managed to get my car started again <laughs> by, by revving the engine and accelerating the throttle. Uh, but anyway, so this monkey gets, uh, chimpanzee, gets caught in the center of the, this galaxy, the Milky Way. Yeah, he... He's one of the he's one of the chimpanzees from NASA, like one of their first space exploration things. But he fucks up his own spacecraft, and, and so he's like still survives. Yeah, <laughs> he's marooned on this like distant planet. And what were you say? Well, he gets he gets uh, taken in by the, and they, uh, they, they <laughs> listener just inserts space ghosts into <laughs> that little space there. They oh, think- not space ghosts. Space Ghost. Let's insert the character Space Ghost <laughs> into all these moments. Oh, Yo, you mean Tad Ghostel? Oh, God. Uh, well, Bjork, I'll be home when I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> it better be clean, and the dishes better be done when I get home. Are you saying you don't have any superpowers at all? <laughs> the Goodness. fact that he's married to Bjork, and that's a plot point of that show. <laughs> I forgot that that was the plot point. Uh, but he gets taken in by the and they think he's the most uh, advanced life form from earth and the prophecy has stated that this uh, advanced (laughs) life form from earth will uh, be the the savior of the galaxy because apparently it's only going to take up one galaxy like, and they wake the universe up is like not a state. 10 minutes before the universe is set to implode there's so many questions here yeah yeah there's for so being supreme interdimensional details. beings they suck they're awful <laughs> they exist in like you know eight dimensions or something they don't understand the concept of a deadline i, I don't know i i get it i get so, it i've had days uh, like that uh the universe is gonna you know get you know, hit the fan because of this Lord Nebula <laughs> fellow. Is gonna hit the fan. Wait, can we? Can we just really quickly? Lord Nebula. He is a former class two humanoid. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. I love it. I love that how, kind of jargon. How do you fail out? Of, how do you fail out of class two? I know. I want to know this stuff. <laughs> but but here's the thing. He is half human, half black hole. <laughs> <laughs> I must have missed that detail because that is yeah, yeah. bonkers. Yeah, 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 
half. One half. That that means, <laughs> hang on. Split it right down either, the middle. <laughs> at some point, either him or an ancestor had one parent that was human and one that was fully black hole. Well, it's you see, my dad Guardians was a of the space, Galaxy too. My dad was a space marine, and he was on uh, he was on uh, patrol, and he met my mother, who was a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't no, that sound like like the excuse of a kid who never knew one of their parents? <laughs> he's just don- he's just making a donation into the nearest astral uh, <laughs> astral body. <laughs> yeah, so that's, the, yeah. <laughs> that's the plot point of the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Spoiler alert. Also, Dude, I this just team that. is Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> if they were all monkeys. It's yeah, the right. same people. It's very similar. <laughs> oh, we got the we got the guy who doesn't understand humor but can crack some skulls. We got the wisecracker. We got the uh sexy chick. Got the simpleton. Also, yeah. like like why like why does being smart give her boobs? Can we answer that question? Did she not have boobs before the brain right no, here? No, no, no. The boobs make her st- the boobs make her smart. Have you ever been in like a, a grade school class where you know they start titting up you know like they suddenly it's like wow you're really interesting ben, i think we're gonna have to put you on some watch list <laughs> just saying yeah, yeah i know that's kind of the point um i don't do it now titting up aside hi shirley uh we realize that you're going through some changes so we'd like you to watch this video are you titting up we're gonna need you to wear the box yeah, so so Chuck's Chuck Simeon um, says, "Okay, if I'm gonna stop, the, you know, Lord Nebula, I'm gonna need some help." And rather than recruit humans, <laughs> oh who he God, knows he knows that humans are really smart. He gets a diverse cast of all the different monkeys and apes, <laughs> and hits them with the brain ray as well. And mm, for what for what purpose? <laughs> um, like, knowing what I know about this show. Uh, there's a reason he does this. Is it just Please. xenophobia? Like, I assume that he's <laughs> angry at lore. his human overlords. No, there's a whole. So, are you guys gonna finish the show, or are you just gonna? Are you, have you given <laughs> up already? Why, why don't you? Why don't you go ahead and guess? <laughs> <laughs> We're on assignment. We have a lot to watch. All right. So, spoiler <laughs> alert for anybody who actually wants to watch this entire thing on. I think there's only here. been ever. I think there's only ever been like two shows that we've fully watched. <laughs> Uh, one was uh, Blue's Clues, and the other one was uh, Bill and Ted's uh, Excellent Adventure, the cartoon. One was Clerks, because there was six episodes, and one was uh, Cromarty High School, because it was there. Clerks is drawn in front of a live studio audience. Uh, <laughs> wait. Oh my god, Barry's driving! How can that be? <laughs> uh, we don't need to get into this again. So, come to find out, like, like Chuck Simeon... <laughs> ends up being like not only like hyper intelligent but like he also has like latent powers where he like kind of exists outside of time as well it's a whole he thing. got the gift are, yeah, yeah. are you the, saying that yeah. he's like a quarter black hole perhaps oh, like least. is he lord nebula's son somehow <laughs> please only we can use that word uh <laughs> that's our word <laughs> Uh, it's like really weird where he ends up like they being, prefer collapsed star American. He kind he kind of ends up being like uh like almost like a Watu the Watcher, but he can also uh, uh partake. So this is Guardians of the Galaxy two. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, yeah, but like you know whatever. Twenty years before, suck it, Chris Pratt. Just in general, yeah. In general, he can suck me. I'm fine with that. Yeah. 
I think, all the, I think we're all on the same page here. <laughs> Motion passed. <laughs> Motion passed. <laughs> Sold. But yeah, so my my theory on this is that Captain Simeon is uh, is resentful of his human oppressor sending him into space, and mm. so he doesn't trust humanity. And so if he needs a team, he would rather have a bunch of monkeys on his team rather than humans, even though he knows humans to be smart. Also, the brainalizer thing it it only makes you as smart as a person, right? No. Here's where I'm gonna get into some weird territory. That, this, this I, I really love begs, it when the guests bring the lore. Just this just really have it. <laughs> well, this isn't lore. This is just a weird concept in this show. They keep using a word, and I don't think they know what it means. Oh, are you talking about the anti-force? No, evolution. <laughs> they keep saying evolution. Yeah, that's and they keep black monolith. They keep saying that like, uh, oh, they're just they, we evolved it. Evolution is a process that takes millions of years where selection, mutation, all these things occur where over thousands Dude, of years. save it for the forums, okay? I mutate. never turned into a monkey. What, trillions of years. What are you, some sort of not their, quite that young their, earther? Yeah, no, that's what I am. Uh, 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 oh, sorry. Are we not all Christian? My bad. <laughs> so once the earth got titted up, you know. Literally <laughs> hundreds of years ago. <laughs> 6,000 years ago when the but universe began. But not anymore. Uh, it has to be getting to like 6,500 by now, right? They've been saying it for a while. No, Anyways. it's always 6,000. It updates. <laughs> it's like Bart Simpson's birth. Did when you they click refresh? Back. No, this was a DC plot point. They, the, the, the timeline has to be erased at the beginning so that we can continue generating it in front of us. So it is only 6,000 years, but it keeps going. Guys, we're like, so, we're like four dreams deep right now. <laughs> I don't know how much further we can go. Comes in the later seasons. But by their definition, like, taking Adderall is evolution. Like, uh -huh. oh, I have to sleep less and my brain's working harder. This is evolution. It's it's a personal evolution. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think about Adderall as also, well. Also, we don't have, know have what monkey Have you read like. Zane's book? <laughs> it could be a weird translation error. <laughs> by the I way. I think what they're looking for is mutation. But, I, like, science is amorphous in this show. Just the concept of science. Yeah, he survived freezing space and anti-gravity. Anti-gravity. It does my favorite thing Not that lack science of gravity. fiction does. Reverse. It takes like an actual scientific concept as like, just basically Through the takes organ it, grinder. Yeah, and like just like extrapolates like what, like just like a bunch of high kids would sit around being like, man, what if evolution, like, that's, like, monkeys turning into people, man. What if you had a fishbowl that turned a monkey as smart as a person, bro? That's evolution. Oh, like, like if John Hodgman wrote the textbooks. <laughs> it sounds like the movie The Core. Have you ever seen that? That's no. where the core stops, right? That's where uh, the, no, that's the sun where is the core gonna keeps go going to go out because the, the the way that they figure that the sun is going to blow up or or go out or something crazy like that is that their scientists say, "Yo, the neutrinos have mutated." <laughs> Captain, these yeah. neutrinos are mutating at a at a <laughs> <laughs> an abysmal rate. <laughs> <laughs> you can see well, you can see the electrons the are morning. worried the protons the protons have added up to here with the neutrons <laughs> oh you've got anxiety oh, i love that shit <laughs>
But it's almost like it's it like evolution in this show is treated well. Science in general in this show is treated Something more like <laughs> mysticism than it is science, yeah. which I oh, kind, of enjoy. kind of faith. Yeah, oh. no, and and they they play it so straight. Oh yeah, yeah. They no. they're so serious about it. All the sci-fi is delivered deadpan because <laughs> they're goofballs a lot about a lot of it, mm. but they are treating this this uh, this show like it is the hardest science show that it could possibly be. <laughs> They treat it as law. What if the evil plant was being controlled not by the leaves, but by the roots? <laughs> Ingenious. I yes. should have thought of that. Uh, also, uh, the, the, like, I'm sad that you guys missed the hollow boons, because, so the hollow boons are... Wait, cre- were the, <laughs> sorry, were the, are those those Woody Allen talking monkeys? You haven't watched enough of it because every single time they show up, they're a different impression. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so they're all played by Jeff Bennett constantly. So each, he can do it. Yeah. <laughs> each time they show up, they go through like at one point they're uh uh I'm awful sorry to bother you, but uh, just one more question. Uh <laughs> Peter Falk, uh they're like Christopher Walken at one point. And, like, but, it's why? The gr- but why? Why, Nick? <laughs> but why? Why? This, this show doesn't operate on why. And no, but surely there's the, an this, explanation. In the show, the scientific method is a prostitute, Zane. They're holograms. The scientific method. They're please. also <laughs> physical, and so they're like move. Their whole thing is that they're servants to die. They're constantly destroyed. It just makes no sense. Like the neutrinos. Yeah, they're, yeah. Well, they're mutating. Like the humble neutrino. <laughs> oh, look at that one. But Oi, they, we got a big one there. It's not interacting with any of the matter. It's it's broad, it's crazy, but then the the like interpersonal stuff, like it plays for me as well. Like there's an episode where uh Gore and Spyro Spydro? Spider. Sp- spider. Spider Monkey. Spyro the Dragon. Spyro the Dragon. <laughs> He's an intern. Uh, <laughs> he was just a little amiibo. And uh so they get captured by like the you know the deadliest game style uh, dude Medusa guy with snake hair. Are you talking <laughs> about Zane Safari it, Joe? Is it Safari Joe? Did he do it again? Did Safari <laughs> Joe do it again? Wait, I'm uh, sorry. Did you just say that the deadliest game was a, a Medusa man? Yeah, it is in this. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> uh, All the powers of Medusa, plus the like random erraticism of a man, <laughs> plus making people hunt each other—the deadliest game. Is it just a guy with a bag of snakes? No, yeah. he has. It's his yeah. hair. You're you're frozen. You can't move. Gotcha, guys. It's space snake hair. This is serious shit. I'm trying to get through this. So he Safari kidnaps the two monkeys. He kidnaps oh, the two poor, talking poor monkeys. Nick. With some kind of portal gun. I don't remember why that's relevant. So he gets them. And he gets the and he's gonna get them to fight in an arena, right? But Gore, man, Gore is just like he he wants to be like lovable, like he hates fighting, right? He's a pacifist. Uh but then he uh like uh the weird uh dude tells him that like tells Spyro Spiro Spironia Spiro that yeah. he's going to kill him if Gore doesn't fight. So he gets Gore to fight. And then he puts this like thing in Gore that makes him transform into big angry monkey. Oh that's yeah, where when that he came out. from. <laughs> yeah, so that so that's yeah, a plot right point up, of the show. Up on that. Uh, and so what happens is like at the end he's he doesn't want this thing. He's want, he doesn't want to fight, but 
he's like absorbed the thing and so this has to become part of his character where like he has to deal with this now and it it reads to me like this is like one of those moments where I'm like oh shit you kind of got me a little bit Captain Simeon and the Spurs Monkers yeah there's a continuity here they just don't really explain it after the episode in which it happens why there's I, heart I, I, I have to disagree with you Nick like I there well, was, you can go I, fuck yourself no, that's fine. Uh, this is, this is I'd be happy twice. to. Uh, this is the third time on two different podcasts that you've offered that. <laughs> no, that's I'm fine. Just, I'm starting to get intimations over here. <laughs> but no, I, 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 I see what you say as like these characters having like relationships and there being continuity, but I just don't feel any of their... It does, they don't have any heart to me. Like I don't the, believe any of their They're too similar to things you've seen before. Yeah. Well, that and like... It just it, there's no chemistry to me. I, I don't know what it is. Like I know the um, uh, the Harrison Ford chimp, uh, Captain Simeon, and um, who, who the goddess? Who, who was who was she? He her just name? Shaolin. Yeah. Her name's just Shaolin. Like they constantly try to tease some sort of romanticism between the it's two. Which there. first of all, pretty unnecessary. But secondly, I just don't see it. Different species. <laughs> Interspecies erotica, fucko. <laughs> Uh, well, the, the other thing to to bolster your point, uh, I think that the broadness I- I interjects a sort of irony that undercuts any sort of sincerity that would come about in uh, intercharacter uh, development. I think that the constant one-liners they, they they try to strike a balancing act, and I, I I would definitely agree that it doesn't work all the time. Whereas in Captain Bucky O'Hare, that no, wasn't no, 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 a no, no, no. <laughs> that wasn't a um, a priority of the show to do those jokes, and so I, I found those relationships much more believable. Maybe because it got more screen time, or the dialogue was a little bit more textured because it didn't just end with like a Three Stooges kind of humor thing at the end. I don't know. I think at one point uh, the Hollow Boons are literally the Three Stooges. <laughs> That's a good use of Hollow Boons. <laughs> I saw it. Ben, there's no bad uses of Hollow Boons. <laughs> It's 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 neutral and up. If we're gonna, I, I think if we're gonna build this interdimensional portal, we're gonna need a lot more glue. <laughs> I, no, I think no, your point makes sense. Minute, I, think that's, <laughs> I think that's probably the reason um, <laughs> that I don't believe these. Because <laughs> they're using glue. It's because of the glue mostly. All right, let's just dive. It, does, it doesn't hold the relationship together. Mm, mm. That's deep, man. Stop yeah. doing that. I'm having a hard life? time with this metaphor. Ben, how uh, can you say they didn't have chemistry? They did so many high fives together. With well, they did foot fives, first of all. Foot fives. Which is, you, don't, you don't call it a hand five? Maybe you don't. He also, like, they ha- like he has hands for feet, but he constantly says, like, let's get our feet on it. <laughs> yeah, he's... Just puns for days with that guy. I'm um, telling you, we're watching Spaceman and Monkey Man do space and monkey things. Do you want to? Do you guys want to try to get through the characters briefly? Do you think that he has a one-track mind? Mind. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then he throws his brain at you because <laughs> that is his only verb. <laughs> That's all he knows. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Oh. That's all he minds. I dropped in. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> I really wish that they would like flip the script on that and sometimes just be like, I hope you don't 
brain. <laughs> and just like to try it out. But then he throws that brain away and then gets another <laughs> yeah, one. He's and like, he's that, like, that oh, one's no like, good. Where no is he stick. getting these? <laughs> why are why does everything operate on a brain? Like his guns have brains. His spaceship has two brains on the I'm arm. So glad. I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> There's a scene in the end, once again, spoiler alert, after they defeat Nebula, like, Nebula's trapped in this ball, and uh, uh, Malcolm McDowell, ne- Rhesus 2, has taken, there's a Rhesus 1, never forget. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the remains of the guy are literally right there. Like, they didn't clean up at all. <laughs> so he's he's sitting in the You know how you keep room. the body of your uh, of of the coworker who got fired to that you replaced, you know, they that just is keep his piss body poor around. management skills. It's like the the you don't, is the reverse you don't, of you don't invite the guy who just got fired from the office in so you can publicly shame him and throw <laughs> wads of paper towels at him. It's Spectre him, like, without a little the trap door. <laughs> yeah, it's a shoot for supplicants. <laughs> Uh, but there's a scene in the end where he's like sitting in the throne room of the big ship and he's just like covered in those goddamn brains with spinal cords <laughs> like he's Willard with the rats. <laughs> and he's just like, and he's like, the universe shall be mine. And they're like giving him a like rub down. Wait, did he say mine or mind? You know what I have on my mind? Universal <laughs> domination. Yeah, we knew that. <laughs> it was hard to forget. You only let's, do the one thing. Let's do the other character so that we can spend a lot of time on him. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, number one, Chuck Simeon is uh, voiced by Jerry Doyle. This guy's got an amazing history. Yeah, tell me about it. Corporate jet pilot. <laughs> Stockbroker on Wall Street for a decade. Was considered to replace Bruce Willis on Moonlighting. Uh, Michael Giribaldi, chief of security on Babylon 5, right-wing slash libertarian radio show host. Oh, good. I feel like this guy's an alternate universe Steve Bannon. Who is this man? (laughs) How did this man exist? He was a weird renaissance man from last century. Like, everything else about it kind of works. And then you get voice actor for this. (laughs) For whatever reason, I I think that this was a good voice cast. Like oh, he really perfect. does it for me. Real man's man. <laughs> yeah, and he's just he's that same kind of no nonsense that I loved in Marshall Moo Montana or Bucky O'Hare. Like the main characters of those. This is an animal show, and that's wacky, and that's the joke. So please enjoy. Like whenever you have a super serious character as your front runner, that mm, works so good. Yeah, and I mean, there's that whole uh, like that whole intro monologue where he he's like he is playing it like really straight. <laughs> But he's also like he, he he's like acting, but he's not acting for comedy. He's like stage acting. You no, know, what I'm he's saying? acting because he thinks that he should be. Yeah, right. He's playing to the like, back of the room. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, he's playing to his friends. <laughs> right. Uh, what's ah? Oh, God damn it! I'm not gonna remember the dude's name. There's this. There's this great video of oh my god. Uh, oh. You guys aren't going to be happy about this. The Ken Branagh Hamlet. The guy who plays... The, I beg your pardon? Ken Branagh? Hamlet, Ben, is a... Uh, it's a play uh, by Willie Shakespeare. Billy Shakes! Good man. It is taking me so long to find out who played Claudius in this thing. Every and attendant to Claudius is billed before Claudius. 
Right, because you got to work your way up to the final boss. Derek Jacoby. There's a there's a video of Derek Jacoby somewhere playing Hamlet, and it is maybe one of the funniest things I have ever seen in my life. It's, I think he's doing <laughs> he's he might be doing the to be or not to be speech, and everything is, he doing is it like, as Jerry Seinfeld to be <laughs> or not to be. Yeah, could you shimmy a little less when you say that? <laughs> it's like, and that's a, he's like. Well, NASA, I was in quite a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> frankly, <laughs> frankly, my dad, I don't give a damn. <laughs> Too much in the sun, Uncle Father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, so he kills it. Who's next? I can't on our wait list? for that. I can't wait for that to show up on the show notes. I also just like that he's got. Uh, uh, that Captain Chuck Simeon has all these like um, these catchphrases because they're so like bland, <laughs> <laughs> and they keep yeah. they hammer them all into the ground like strangely soothing like all of them like do you have bananas? <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps getting better and better. I want you to update me on this ASAP. ASAP. I I swear to God, he says it like three times an episode. ASAP. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Make sure that you brief me ASAP. <laughs> And it's, that's not even a funny line. So why are you making such a big deal out of it? I'm going to debrief you like, anyway. It's just a fun little quirk that like gives this he, character a little bit he of can't help you know, himself. a little bit of texture. Pomposity. But I like this guy. I actually like everything else about the show aside. I like this guy better than Bucky O'Hare. Oh, interesting. Like maybe, this maybe guy, the character on his own, but this show does not got no Billy Dewitt. No, no, no. That's true. But this character on his own, because just like. I love the character model. It really works for me. <laughs> Does he have sideburns? Is that why? Yes. The voice is yeah. on point. Um, and just like you said, that they, that's super serious. And then under the breath, like he's putting on a show for no one. For himself. He's just like, this for is, himself. This is what a captain should sound like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like the only training the they gave the chimp before they shot him into space was a bunch of Star Trek reruns. <laughs> yeah. And the mission statement: You are never off. You you are never off the job. <laughs> Remember, you're in it forever. <laughs> when I became captain, I took on a duty, and that duty is for life. This job is twenty four seven. That's what I keep telling myself. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would love a YouTube channel of. Captain Chuck Simeon saying actual motivational statements from sports teams around the country. <laughs> if at first you don't succeed, try harder. You know, pain is just weakness leaving the body. <laughs> There's no I in team. <laughs> All right, enough of that. Uh, Shaolin. 24 more. 24 more. <laughs> uh, Shaolin. Mystical. Regal, stuck up, seen it before, like ev- yeah, every time. This is, pretty, <laughs> this is pretty bad. I I really hated this one. Uh, yeah, she she uh, she softens. Uh, she, I I always love anybody with a bow staff. Yeah, she she just didn't do anything for me. Um, a relatively unknown voice actress, uh, Karen Maruyama. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't see her in anything else. I thought she was fine, but the character just can't go very many places. You got stuck up Ice Queen, so that our kind of wise cracking, you know. Uh, Captain with a heart of gold can melt her ice, baby. Just just to give them both a little bit of a foil. I've seen the pairing. There's this unfortunate uh, theme where when you have like 
a cast of characters and there's one woman whose job is it to be the woman, they refuse to give her any personality because you might offend somebody. But that's the right. wrong way and to it do just, it. It goes the, it goes all the way in the other direction. I feel like we've seen this before, Zane. What was it? This was this was Guardians in the Galaxy. This was Bucky O'Hare. This was the other Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja right. Turtles. Sure. With, Although, uh, with you want to go the other way and go with, like, Mega Man, the animated series, in which case your female character is literally fighting with, like, a dust, like a, like a, like a broom and, like, a, like, little <laughs> yeah, vacuum cleaner rough. and, like, throwing dishes um, at robots. So, oh, you don't want to go that, the other direction. A show that did this well, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, actually. That's true. I was going to bring that up. But that's just because, that's just because the main character was so obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Uh show that did this really well, Third Rock from the Sun with Sally. Oh yeah, that was she wasn't too. She was pretty good actually. She was like the only person. I'm a like, giant virgin better. from outer space. Come for me, boys. <laughs> uh, let's see. Earthworm Jim did this. Well, there, there's definitely you guys. Thundercats did mean. this. Everyone has tried. No, no, no. This I happened. want a complete list. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> he man. Um, there's also an unfortunate tendency for whenever she says anything that could even conceivably mi- be construed as some sort of Eastern mysticism. Get ready for fucking pan flutes and like <laughs> a gong, <laughs> like bamboo, and like they can't help themselves. <laughs> I don't know. Like this is it. They follow her around like it's a Capital Critters episode. You remember yeah. that? Be Where like they... the leaf upon the pond. It's pretty much chopsticks. Shaolin, listen. We're in space. In you space. Haven't been... in space <laughs> you don't no understand the you culture Asian. that you are representing. <laughs> <laughs> and like like I do like that she considers herself very godlike because she was worshipped prior to coming on the ship. Right. That's a good bit of characterization, but it gets drowned out. Well, it, it does justify the you know, kind of defrosting Ice Queen sort mm-hmm. of sort of bit, but it just doesn't do enough. Um, and I'm pretty much done with her. Great. Spider? Spider. Spider. Yeah, so I this like is, him. This is Dom Herrera, who played uh, Ernie on Hey Arnold. <laughs> Don. Yeah, no, that was right. Doug. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is a real uh, New Jersey guy, real wiseacre. Yeah, he's from Jersey. He he felt like a gargoyle to me, like one of the gargoyles. <laughs> yep, yep. Remember from uh, another episode that did that. <laughs> Yeah, remember um, which Garwa was it? Like it was a. Uh, they all had the names of cities. It I, I want to like, say Bronx. I want to say was, no. Bronx was the was the gargoyle dog. Oh, uh, not this into was that Brooklyn. Again. <laughs> I think yeah. this was Brooklyn. But I'm not sure. Um, Guys, I just yeah, really want to. I just want to share that uh, my copy of the Gargoyles movie had the Gargoyles VHS game at the end of the movie. Just humble brag. VHS game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like a choose so your own adventure kind of deal? Yeah, there like, was like... Fast forward to minute 33. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you guys never play VHS games? No, I'm, I guess not. Oh, they're great. <laughs> All of our <laughs> VHS tapes were just recordings of stuff like that was on TV that we were at school during. So I got like eight Power Rangers tapes and like nothing else. <laughs> oh, and Mrs. Doubtfire. Have that. <laughs> Make my That's monster! Yeah! 
<laughs> Whoa! Yeah, we've never seen that before. My favorite line in all of Power Ranger Dumb is still in that first movie when he goes, I'll set a course for space. <laughs> Pull up, what dumbass. Did, what did you think of the reboot? Uh, I still haven't seen it. Oh, it is exactly what it's supposed to be. The only thing I know is I thought you were about to say it is farts. exhausting. <laughs> it is a tomahawk to the head of my expectations. All right. All right. The, wait, excited. the head of your expectations got that tomahawk? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Where great. do you catch your tomahawks? Uh, yeah, Spydor. We saw this uh, in um, Dead Eye Duck in Bucky O'Hare. It's just like, here's a he, guy he just... to more openly crack the jokes. And also he's like, oh, this person who's nice to us is suspicious. I'm going to be suspicious of them. Well, yeah. but also like fundamentally, this has been a trope in cartoons since Looney Tunes. Like it's Bugs Bunny, like the wisecracking, like, huh, vaguely from New Jersey or New York, like <laughs> wisecracking, everything works out for uh, sort of like lascivious. Yeah, like the laid back kind of uh, reactionary sort of antagonism. Yeah. Don't you nerds call it chaotic good? Isn't that a thing? <laughs> Right? Yeah, you're the one who brought it up, man. Don't put this on us. He's going to complain, but he's not going to do anything. And then when the chips are down, he's going to come through. Yeah, because he right. likes the recognition. As the, Something like that. As, the, as the, uh, the bridge in the Chippendale theme song says, when the chips are down, you know they'll be around. They, uh, what does they the have a much way, better way of saying that in Darkwing Duck. But, uh, when yeah, there's W, call D.W. Darkwing Duck! Better watch out, you bad boys. <laughs> I just want to point out that uh, uh, that town is a, it's an analog of San Francisco. This guy yeah. goes out at night wearing a double-breasted purple suit, lives with his giant <laughs> manservant and his niece, and says, let's get dangerous. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. People yeah, say is Disney it? isn't gay-friendly. Come on. <laughs> Is there, is there a problem? <laughs> he is a gay icon. Yeah. He, he's he's a beautiful everything icon. Yeah, that's yeah. true. He's he's the hero he's the font of extreme darkness. <laughs> extreme. Uh, so Dr. Splits, if I'm not mistaken, I couldn't figure out who the voice actor was from the Wikipedia page. Maurice LaMarche, sure baby. It is Maurice LaMarche. Yep. Okay, because I'm like, that's just Kiff Croker. I want confirmation on this. So mm-hmm. now you have given it to me. Good. Just checking. And he, he plays kind of this double character where he's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Really. He's very smart, and then he's not. And this is reflected as this very sort of highfalutin-sounding yeah, thing. Bob Baddis, country boy. Well, but that's the thing. He's he's equally smart as both characters, but each character uh, uh, expresses themselves yeah. in a different way. One being pretentious and one going the completely different direction. But he's able to still accomplish these tasks, which are uh, very high level. I, I like that they have a way of taking the techno babble and explaining it within one character so they don't have to do that balloon thing. Uh, um, he, it huh. shouldn't happen for every line. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> for fuck's sake. And also, the science... Is not grounded in reality. That so you also don't could need be, to do that. <laughs> yeah, right. But that also could be on the tombstone of this show. It doesn't need to happen every line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like, and like ease uh, off the pedal. <laughs> yeah. Breathe. And, and like, I, 
I, I could handle this guy in small doses, but he just never stopped. He, he could never just say the one thing and let it go. It always had to. And when you make a joke that is so formulaic, it's got to be a pretty good one. And the joke of I'm going to say it a smart way and then a dumb way is just not good enough to iterate 5,000 times. Mm. So, yeah, we, we don't really need to watch every episode because it's it's fairly recyclable. Well, this this character is certainly, but... They also, I mean, they also, this is basically like a vaudeville show. I mean, it is like every. <laughs> it actually feels like it could be a stage play. Like every trope joke from every joke book shows up at least once. <laughs> it does feel that way. What, what's so your, what's your really... favorite like 101 like blank jokes? What's your favorite one there? Oh, in this show? Sure. The dinner <laughs> reservation thing. Every goddamn time that gets me. <laughs> That's a good one. We are. I really like it. I really like it when spite when they're all like detaching on their fucking reverse Megazord. I'm gonna get to that guy in a minute. And he doesn't but, have like, any they're, thumbs. They're they're all they're all yeah. And he Spider just like look. They're all trying to give thumbs up, and Spider like looks at his and just looks forlorn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually thought that was great. <laughs> oh, that's where the show shines. It's like those little moments where it's just like, yeah. Because they can stop talking and shouting and joking at me so fast and frequently because the parts where they're not doing it are fine. Yeah. yeah when they, they don't have any confidence they, <laughs> that the rest of their product will hold me. When they take a second and they look around and they're like, hey, we're monkeys and we're in space. <laughs> this is kind of... Here this we is are. kind of funny, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, it's a kind of a funny situation, you know what I mean? What well, do you okay, mean? I guess I'm going to use this bullwhip, the electronic bullwhip to go places. <laughs> electronic bullwhip. The most efficient form yeah. of a uh, of vehicle. Well, yeah, you don't want to accidentally hit somebody when it's powered off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could, could hurt someone. Get some uh, out. <laughs> or somebody's brain. How about brain. gore? How about gore? Gore is voiced by James Avery. Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil. <laughs> mm. Rest in peace. And like, Rest in power, what a waste. This character doesn't do anything. There's yeah, he really just feels like he's doing a John Wayne impression most of the time. I it's feel like it's a missed opportunity. Mm. We're just grooting it up again. Yeah. Oh, a flower? Yeah. yeah. I've never liked Groot. I'll go on record. You don't like Groot. I do not like Groot. I Did don't you? mind him. Did you forget that like he's he's made out of a tree? Or is he? Or is a tree made out of him? Wait, giant wait. Guy. Questions. Just really quick. Uh, let me let me change your mind about Groot. You ready? Wait. In the second movie, he's an itty bitty baby, and he doesn't know what's happening, so he keeps doing dumb things. Oh my god! It's like my poison. Right. It's like poison to me. Right. I can't handle it. It's so good. <laughs> Hey, uh, guys, you like the- they're gonna tell you that it's so good about five billion times in that goddamn movie. I'm, First oh, movie. I'm glad you, I'm hey, glad you are this guy hearing like him. This. Second movie. What if we reversed everything about him? <laughs> yeah, what if we like made him? him into a Godzuki version? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect metaphor. I don't metaphor. need that. It worked yeah. so well the first time. There was Godzuki fever throughout the nation. <laughs> Remember how everyone really liked... Uh, I'll, I'll tailor this to you specifically, Nick. <laughs> Remember how much everyone likes Scooby-Doo? What if we shrank him? <laughs> oh, Are did that sure? not work? He- Quick, let's give him a more annoying sidekick. <laughs> in a it all s- comes back to Flim Flam. Hold and on, he's in a sweatsuit. Flim Flam. 
<laughs> hey guys. Uh, yeah. He he was fine in the first movie. It wasn't my favorite. I think I just I, got ups, upset about how much everyone was obsessing about Groot. How I do you feel about crossover? Huh? How do you feel about Porgs? Who? Porgs. One more time. Porgs. P O R G. Is that a thing in this show? No. Uh, that, Star okay. Wars. Are you talking about Pogs? No, Porgs. Is that like an accent? <laughs> Are you talking about Wargs from like Lord of the Rings? Have you been living under a rock? Disney has been pimping these things to the world for the past six months. I don't really like Star Wars, man. <laughs> I don't engage in pimping. <laughs> have you? How have you not seen these tiny little like uh, uh, penguin uh, uh, dog things? Let me let me let me look up these porgs. P o r g porg. Ah, gross! <laughs> what are you doing? No, no, no! Your, What's with your these nightmare still face? Open on your last porn search. Oh wait, hang on a second. Oh, there we go. Oh wow. Aw. Little guy. I don't know, man. Right? They got those I tiny wings. I don't know. I can't handle it. They're adorable. Th- something about the mouth proportions kind of creep me out. Oh, the little thing of them as like a nest of porglets. That's awful. And they do. They. I, I know that the listener can't see this, but they do this. We'll we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> oh, that's a. I feel like these mouths need to be much smaller so they're like beaker from the Muppets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Benson Honeydew here for Muppet Labs. <laughs> Just hold this beaker. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on. The last yeah. member of the crew moving is... right along with such a <laughs> So trust my navigation. I like slowing it down. Um, we have Orbitron, who Wait, isn't Orb. Was that a... Did Sesame Street cover that? No, that's from the uh, Muppet movie. Oh, so it is a it is a Muppet thing. Okay, mm-hmm. jeez. Whew. Turn left at the fork in the road. Fork in the road. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so that's missing entirely. But you enjoy yourself. Oh my god, that movie is so goddamn good. Have you seen uh, Have you seen any of the Muppet movies? No, but I think Zane has seen Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's a scene in The Great Muppet Caper where uh, it's John Cleese and this woman in like a British townhouse having the most British conversation ever committed to film. It's just like two people on opposite sides of a dinner table and she's like, am I boring you? And he's like, what? Am I boring you? <laughs> boring me? What? I love no. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> it's like the greatest <laughs> thing in the history of mankind. Lovely weather we're having. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's really that second what that sells it. Oh my god! Great Muppet Caper. Uh, awesome movie. Anyways, uh, really who are we is. talking about again? I think Orbitron. we're going into Orbitron. Oh, Jeff yeah, Bennett. So this is yeah, yeah, Johnny Bravo himself. And he spouts exposition, and he spouts nonsense in equal parts in no particular order. References. I'm way into this guy. Mm. This is my favorite kind of robot. Like he's he's like that world weary, ever so slightly <laughs> homicidal against his captors kind of robot. Oh, sort of like a Marvin. Yeah. Or or do you did you ever Martin? watch Time Squad? Do you know the um? Oh, do you the... know the Larry Three Thousand? Yeah. That's what this guy reminds me of. Is that Mark Hamill? It is. Larry 3000. 
I say, I say. <laughs> yeah. So I, I like this guy a lot, even though I kind of preferred him not spouting gibberish. I liked him how he was before, but he's still fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think he, I think he's a lot of fun. And it's also something about, uh, also, spoiler alert, he ends up being all-powerful. And there's something about him also being deranged so that he can't just be a deus ex machina. No, yeah, he's he's very unreliable. Right. Yeah. And he he just, like, I like how he, like, it, he's got a job, but he doesn't particularly like his job. <laughs> <laughs> but because he's a robot, there's nothing he can do about it. It's just a robot who's another guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, what if a robot was a dude? Straight from the <laughs> a bad job. Like, yeah, he's giving him shit, and he's like, is uh, this my ship? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> do you need me to speak? Spell it out for you. <laughs> and I don't know if he's quite that British. He's no, a little but British. he could be. He could be. He has Brit- heart of hearts. <laughs> he has a British they- soul. Have you? Uh, I don't know if you guys have played Fallout Three, but uh, the way the kind of robot servants work in that game is they're like these kind of flying jet spheres with a bunch of like arms with mechanical knives hanging out of them like these huge (laughs) death balls but they talk like old butlers so like if you can get one for your house and he'll like come home to you with like a newspaper and a cup of coffee and like eight knives it'll be like good morning sir what can i do for you this morning that is absurd i don't know either kill me or give me the closest shave of my life i don't really know how this is gonna go down (laughs) I've heard that five blades are good on a razor. Maybe it's good on a robot. Oh, master, you cut me to the quick, you do. I like the idea of anything that waves knives around without that being like a a motivated action. No, it's not menacing. It's just, (laughs) these were there. Wait, I'm going to lay a line on you for it. I haven't had time to cook yet. <laughs> it's like in Red versus Blue how they just like literally can't put their they guns can't down. Put their guns down because uh-huh. <laughs> that informs so many Lovely funny moments in that show. What are they doing? Uh, what? I said, what are they doing? Why are we here, man? That's one of the big questions of this universe. No, I mean, what are we doing in this fucking canyon? Oh, right. What's all that stuff about God? Nothing. <laughs> Uh, hey, Griff, right. chip a thingy. How about that? <laughs> uh, Nebula. Um, Michael Dorn, baby. Yeah, Worf. Yeah. Hot Worf, off Worf, of Worf. Uh, I Am Weasel. <laughs> oh, my God, it was, wasn't it? Right, because this is after. That is, Except yeah. this time he's I Am Evil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Am, am evil. Half Black Hole. That's his defining trait. And once well, again, being thwarted it, by monkeys. And also being half black hole, he's got a lot going for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like, I both like and don't like the way he's sh- like portrayed, because I'm kind of into that like void kind of presence of him. I just, I don't know how I feel about the glowing red if, a- eyes and mouth. If you're going to be a void, be like, go a little the mysterious. Go all don't the way be, like, Listen up, minion. Here's my plan. You're going to do it. <laughs> and also, maybe, like, don't have a mouth, or maybe have, like, eight faces in your all-encompassing blackness. Just blackness. Like, I mean, a just, little. Yeah. Put some effort into your look. We know yeah. you got a cape. Just a little foundation is all I'm asking Sir, for. Your nemesis I'm not asking is coming for the moon to dinner, here, honey. Your nemesis. Your You've nemesis. been chasing him for months now. Put on 
at least a sports jacket. Can well, you do that? <laughs> also, he's got like that. He's got like a like a car. He looks like a character from Bone almost. You know, like he what is Bone. It was a comic uh, in the like maybe late eighties, early nineties. Uh, it was a sprawling oh, I mean, monkey epic. bone. No, that was a movie with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I know. Uh, oh, bones. No, that was a show with David Boreanaz. That's right. Oh, I'm giving mean... him top billing for that. Oh, you're talking about House. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's a Japanese horror movie that my roommate made me watch, and I uh, pissed him off by making fun of it the whole time. <laughs> had he never, had he not met you prior to the movie, or what? <laughs> we had also lived together for like three years by this point. <laughs> How do how do they not see that coming? I don't know. You know what Nick loves? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get the perfect gift. Taking things seriously. <laughs> loves it. Uh, but uh, he, he has this like weird. It's like uh, oh, Frisky Dingo, right? Isn't it the Frisky Dingo logo? <laughs> it's like that weird like. I, I can't draw a skull because this is a children's cartoon, even though this is the, yeah. one of the weirdest, most graphic things ever. But, like, his face is supposed to be a skull, but, like, a cartoony skull. Yeah. I mean, and then he just transitions into going evil overlord because that proton-enhanced disco ball turned him back into his half-human form or something. I mean, and... it refracted the, you know. Evil. Yeah, it refracted the evil, yeah. Well, if you guys aren't going to take this seriously, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> Nick Thank loves God. taking things seriously. <laughs> it's all he knows. That's why we invited him to Schindler's List. Um, and the last, the last character you also made out doing Schindler's things. List. <laughs> yeah, and he just kept telling Seinfeld jokes all the whole, all the whole movie. <laughs> Gold ring. <laughs> Hello, Newman. Um, but Jerry, I think we can please. all agree. I think we can all agree that Nebula's best quality is his taste in henchmen. Yes, yes, definitely. Don't give us, give it to us. Give us the hard sell. Well, you know, when he has henchmen on his mind, there's only one Man. person. Teresa's yep. two, baby. <laughs> the one that was replacing the other identical. He has a brain that you can swap out. Why did he need a new cyborg monkey for that? Also, the origin story doesn't make sense in that context. Like, there's so much wrong with this. Well, so I, uh, the the only thing I can figure is that he's from a planet in which brains are very plentiful resources. Well, he comes so they just from, use them for everything. It's basically an Earth two called Terrestrius, I think. And uh, uh-huh. he, <laughs> isn't that where they go to in uh, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic? <laughs> I'll take your word for it, uh, Terrestria. But yeah, no, uh, a weird yeah. Latin left turn from Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, but this planet's called dirt. He's a wow. bizarro <laughs> Chuck Simeon. His his people launched him into space uh, as part oh, of a space yeah. program. Uh, at, but instead of getting uh, taken in by the, he gets taken in by uh, Nebula, and he gets turned mm-hmm. into Rhesus too. And and he does Nebula does this bizarre experimentation on him. And saves his original brain to punish him with, because that brain has the memory of his torture. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's 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 really great. Like, I mean, and this is Malcolm McDowell chewing the scenery. Just what a ham every it, single doing, time. And Ugh. he's he's stealing the spotlight as much as Captain Simeon does in his. He, he's so committed to his bit. 
perfect opposites here. His audition yeah. for this show was just the casting director telling him how much he loved Clockwork Orange. I was just about to say, I did not realize that this was the lead in Clockwork Orange. Oh, it I'm, is. Like, I was blown away. He's like, yeah, I, uh, I wanted to try out for this, uh, you know, weird monkey show. I really want to get away from my former roles. <laughs> A little I bit of a- the ultraviolence. <laughs> I was about to say ultraviolence. I have a, yeah, I have, I have the perfect part for you. About a monkey. <laughs> Great. With an exposed brain. Sure. Who throws his brain at people. Uh. <laughs> can, you, can you give me some Vivaldi in that? What are we working with here? <laughs> here, can you just uh, can you just read this really quick? It just says mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just give me a few different Perfect. ways to say it. You're a natural. Mind, 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 mind. mind. And uh, here is your paycheck. We can work around the rest. That's really all we needed. Just gonna and, cut and uh, paste that. Iterate. <laughs> just reuse. Yeah, he's he's like Cut Man. From uh, the Mega Man animated series, where he's just taking any excuse to make his pun. <laughs> oh, Mega Man, I hope you saved me a slice pizza. <laughs> it's, just, it's exactly that quality. Hope you don't mind me cutting out on the check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, and then you know who that sounds like is, uh, and then maybe I'll give her the clips. You know what I'm saying? Give the clamps! Or a clamp-like device. (laughs) Oh, man. Cutman is a lot like clamps, isn't he? (laughs) I never made that connection. My personal... I also never made the connection of him being Bizarro Chuck, but that's actually really on point. I like that a lot. Well, that's... Yeah, that's kind of the... uh, When they go to Terrestrius, because... So, Rhesus 2 goes back after uh, being uh, experimented on and now being, you know, more powerful or whatever. And he enslaves his planet. Does he uh does he create a, lead, a legion of doom from Terrestria? Meanwhile, back at the legion of doom. Because I would really like to see. I wouldn't mind seeing that kind of matchup. Meanwhile, right, Solomon Grundy's been ignoring the chore wheel. But come on, we're <laughs> yeah. all adults here. McGilla Gorilla, get your shit together. I know you're broken you, up about it, but I'm you sorry. Gotta do you come think that McGilla Gorilla was a member of the Legion of Doom? <laughs> yes. You I thought we were doing all monkey versions. Gorilla Grod. <laughs> Look, we got Gorilla Grodd, we got uh, that French ape from, uh, from Monsieur Malach. Yeah, Monsieur Malach. We've got, uh, who's another evil monkey? I'm Grape guessing ape. probably Grape Ape, I was going to say. Meanwhile, back in a Darth Vader helmet in the swamp. Do you think that Curious <laughs> George is just a little too curious to be the good guy? George, <laughs> you wouldn't dare. No, put, that, put that laser down. Put that laser down, George. Are you sure you wouldn't mind? <laughs> what? Reese's 2, how did you get in here? <laughs> We've been working together for brains. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're of the same brain. Mind. Mind. <laughs> mind. I meant to say mind. You heard mind, right? <laughs> uh, oh, my God. But yeah, he's great. He's um, phenomenal. I'm really happy with him. Real highs, highs and low lows for these, uh, for these characters. Yeah. Well, also, real high highs and low lows for Reese's, too. Like, everything, when he is ecstatic, he is, like, so goddamn happy. But if anything goes wrong, he is just chucking brains left and right. He, he at one point, pulls his brain out and shoots it. 
<laughs> what yeah. son of a bitch? He's like, for its this insubordination. One, this one didn't yeah. work. <laughs> Where is he getting these from? Presumably from his home planet. This is like a Doctor Who villain. Oh, shit. He harvested his entire people's brains for this? Well, just and, for weaponry? But also... Th- like, just for a gimmick. Metaphysically. Like plot line. Yeah, right. Metaphysically, this kind of like posits that like he has a soul that's like separate from the physicality of his mind that's true because he presumably he thinks with the brain that he puts on his skull but he still has a set personality well he's part robot personality and some some of the weight yeah the robot does some of the work so but that's maybe that makes sense personality is in circuitry like you can replicate like an autonomous like personality within he doesn't Robotics. He doesn't change personality though. That was a real like <laughs> thing they could have gone with, but didn't. One track. Yeah, he's got true. a. He's got a one track mind. Oh. Wait. What did got you him. say? Huh? <laughs> what did you say? What? <laughs> oh, nothing. Huh? What? Huh? <laughs> oh. We uh, we need to keep moving on. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 done with characters. Is there anyone else you wanted to talk about? Did you Did you want to give a shout out to Hollowapes? Hollowapes. <laughs> <laughs> Holoboons. Holoboons are great. Oh, Holoboons. Let me some Holoboons. Uh, there's also a sentient trash planet uh, that uh, <laughs> captures them and tries to uh, uh, learn from their intelligence. That's pretty good. Uh, an all-knowing trash planet. I, th- yeah. <laughs> I think... We <laughs> finally found a reference we all know. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> took two hours, but we got it. We got there. Uh, I'm just looking up. I can't remember who Frank Walker is in this show. Everyone. Just assume everyone else. Wouldn't it be funny if every person who wasn't a monkey was played by Frank Walker? (laughs) (laughs) The only time. You know, guys, I just want to get away from monkeys. Well, we got this show for (laughs) you. I'll do it. It occurs to me that I've heard his voice everywhere, and I have no idea what the actual Frank Walker sounds like. He sounds like Fred. Oh, oh yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Oh, mm-hmm. Fred. Stop doing that. <laughs> I just like the name Fred. <laughs> okay, well, this just got very uncomfortable. Hey, how about a quick uh, uncomfortable moment of silence? Are you thinking they're the alien names at me right now? <laughs> um, did we want to talk about the fact that their um, spaceship is Voltron-ish? I, I, I have a lot to say about the spaceship. Let's jump in at animation it's like a for a minute i need to, i need to talk about it this is the coolest spaceship i i love it so much that's an audacious claim after the righteous indignation and that that had a cool name this is a cooler ship uh, the primate avenger that, that's a dumb name but that is the <laughs> weakest part of the whole thing okay but like what avenging what <laughs> your new super intelligence the galaxy what was the sacrifice of that Whatever. yeah avengers of the galaxy if only there that was is... a thing for that <laughs> yeah uh cool we're a... someone should make a movie we're a... <laughs> yeah literally it's like... a mashup avenging the galaxy yeah <laughs> yeah that's like the 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 meet the spartans of me <laughs> and the space monkeys no um so the ship they don't like these guys are okay at their job they don't deserve this mc escher future palace space fortress thing that they have going on Mm. here there are almost no floors which is hilarious to me 
From what they, I can tell, almost all of it is in like cerebro space. They like suspend <laughs> themselves and like hang on to things mostly. They like lash themselves from like presumably cables that they need in order for the ship to run. But they, they're <laughs> swinging from them because they're monkey people. They, the they walls, break it. I love the it. walls contextually phase into like this vector game presentation if they want to like run through them. <laughs> I have no idea what's causing that. <laughs> but my and like it reverse megazords into a bunch of fighter jets. That's that's amazing. <laughs> like what do you even say about that? It, it I also really enjoy the uh that um the transformation sequence. Yeah. It's just really fun. Mm-hmm. And like Gore can't get it right because he's dumb. Well, dumb, and dumb, also dumb. his transformation sequence where he like <laughs> he like turns around. Yeah, and it like puts him on his back, and then there's a rocket on the bottom of his chair. Yes. <laughs> oh. Oh God, it's so stupid. It's phenomenal. But, like, it, what a what a fun little callback to like you know kind of mech anime to like have this stupid Voltron thing right in the middle of my weird space opera. I'm, I'm telling routine. you, they crib from everything everything yeah but my favorite my favorite bit of this whole show is in this spaceship and that is whenever it either shoots or gets shot it howls like a monkey <laughs> which could not possibly have been programmed into it <laughs> it's the it's the little things in life in space everything sounds like a monkey in space <laughs> everyone can hear you scream <laughs> screech if it's a monkey no, Dustin Diamond has yeah. nothing to do with this. Uh, That's his name. We were trying to remember. Screech? Yeah, when did he come up in the last episode? Did you talk about his sex tape? Certainly not. It didn't come up. <laughs> I don't think he did. Wasn't he like a huge racist? Are you thinking of Michael Richards? Uh, also him. I feel like also the guy who played Screech. Maybe. I, th- I think you're typecasting now. From what? Like, you're just assuming the wacky guy in every show is also a huge racist. Oh, and yeah. Speaking that's of, only which, true Spider. Let's talk about Spider's Spider's politics got a real a problem. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But, yeah, I just wanted to touch on how cool this ship is. I think it's probably definitely in my top five ships. I think this also comes out of the 80s mentality of, like, how many toys can we fit? Yes. Uh, cause that, that, uh, fighter that he flies in the beginning, Reese's ship, you know, they were going to make that goddamn brain gun. <laughs> brain gun. Brain gun would be weird marketing. Uh, they definitely <laughs> wanted to make that ship else. and like have it break apart. And it's very cool. All figures sold I, separately. I'm, I'm way into it. Um, are we camping out on animation for a bit? Sure. I only had a couple things to say in tone, but we can come back for them. Yeah. So, um. The, the whips um, that they use emphasize something that I like, which is that the way that they move is really cool, but also very slow. So there's this, there's this moment where Rhesus throws a brain. It's all he knows. Um, and Chuck uses his whip to lasso it out of the air. Um, he rolls back, turns around, and throws it. But that whole thing is long enough for him to get like two or three sentences off because it's just like whoa it's like talking is a free action well Reese's, you really should have realized that the brain was <laughs> like they just want to show like hey 
we did a lot of work here. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way that, gorgeous. Look at all these frames. The way that they, they really tried hard in the hard in the action scenes in this, and it it does they, it does show they move, and it's clearly distinct from how a human would move. But they're also just showing off, like they're constantly backflipping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what exactly does enhanced intelligence like? It's giving you like enhanced kinematics, like Black Panther. No, I think I think like monkey like lower primate species are just more athletic than us for a number I guess of reasons so. yeah but they can't gunfight better than me <laughs> they have four hands to do it with just you know <laughs> in some cases not enough thumbs <laughs> did, did we ever get spiders uh gun equipment laser equipment figured out like i assume How he is has he guns. holding How it he... with like with his tail yeah oh, oh yeah oh, mostly doing he? the tail thing yeah that makes must sense. be hmm also, I've, I've heard crazier things. <laughs> I, I think I remember reading like one of those dumb goof things, and like I don't think spider monkeys have tails. Don't eat him. Well, he's evolved. Right. Oh, I forgot about that. Right. <laughs> he yes. got it with the brain booster, the brain fishbowl. Yeah. I do like that. You know how gore the idea for him being really stupid is because he blew up the brain booster like halfway through. Like that's a fun little detail because mm. they need to have a dumb character. Yeah, but it's nice that they go out of their way to justify it. Well, there's even also, though I don't like the character itself. There's also a Flowers for Algernon episode where uh, you know he becomes hyper intelligent, and I saw that's the one. That's one of the ones I watched. Yeah, and then decides that he doesn't want to be. Wait, that's really? Flowers for Algernon. Yeah, yeah. Who turns that down? You know. Oh um, well, Flowers for uh, Algernon. He doesn't choose to become dumb again. He no, just does. No, of course. It's... Simpson did it. It's very touching. I'm just saying. Okay, well, see, great. Li- Simpsons really like is on the record. This. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speak. Okay, so maybe we should uh, talk a little bit about the kind of referential humor that they do. Oh, my gosh. Because as you said... Nothing in this show is original. They just combine things well enough to make the most of it. Yeah, it's Family Guy before fam- Family Guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But with more um, space. What a scarlet letter that terminology has become. And nearly as much monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> very nearly. I would also say... None it's, quite so menacing. It, I would say that it's done It's done very lovingly. I mean, you know... Mm-hmm. The, and it's it's the, yeah. the one-off quality. I mean, the fact that it's like... Daisy, Daisy. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like... Pretty wait. into Orbitron making references. What? <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm um, scared, Chuck. <laughs> Will I dream? <laughs> Do you dream I, I, about bananas? I tend to like the uh, I tend to like the referential humor. Do Orbitrons that I... dream of electric bananas? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the age-old question of monkey kind. You might know it by its film name, Whip Runner. <laughs> 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 oh man those intro we'll get to it we have to talk about that at length. all right so you had an but, actual point i'm sorry no it's fine like you are here for that reason like to derail <laughs> you as much as possible yes i get I tired <laughs> yeah <laughs> sometimes i need to get it going um but yeah there's yeah nick you're our comedy fluffer <laughs> oh god <laughs> Can we have that on your business card? <laughs> oh man, comedy but, um, boner propagator. <laughs> just the propagator. You can only move one. You can't. I've been it. erecting comedy since. <laughs> Get your mind off of my dick. Ah, oh, goddamn it! 
Get your mind out of the gutter. Oh, that was a better one. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm here to punch up. <laughs> yep, thank you. Uh, but So the problem I have with the referential humor is just that it's distracting. Not that it's really bad or like in bad taste. It just feels distracting. Mm. Like they didn't get the ratio right or didn't choose their, the right moments or something something if, weird it doesn't feel natural if they, if they didn't have it it would draw attention to the fact that they don't really have like there's not much else in this show or it could have given them time to put more in it well yeah. they had time they had time <laughs> <laughs> well like one time they do it like really good i don't feel like they all hit as well as this but they go to a new planet and they see a couple monkey people running around that are just beavis and butthead oh yeah and that's as far, that's as much as we get out of them. It's just in, one and done. Just... <laughs> For some reason, I, I, that one really got to me, but I feel like they're not always handled that well. Nothing? All right. Oh, no, I agree entirely. I mean, I think, I think <laughs> we, we covered it. You know what? You nailed on a really good point. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Please don't condescend to me, sir. No, no, it was really good. No, you did. Oh a great God, Jane, job. get us out of this. <laughs> I don't Look understand at you what's coming happening. Coming up with a good point. Was it a good point? Good point. We got a good point. We're gonna put a star on the good point board. Oh my God. <laughs> Where is the off switch? <laughs> my girlfriend's been saying that for years. She's trying to murder me, guys. Well, yeah. <laughs> does she need? Does she need pointers? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have much else uh, except for like music and sound stuff. Are you guys want to go onto there? Yeah, let's do it. Cha. Cool. We should probably start with the intro. Oh, yeah. well, it gets into that. It starts with a Star Trek ripoff. I think that might be Star Wars. It's like both. Again, yeah, taking so. everything. The Star Wars ripoff is when they actually have the title sequence and like the you get the crawl. Um, you get the you get the actual title of the show, but it's like slanted down as though it's coming from the top, like the Star Wars thing. Yeah, mini and crawl. Like when I what is first it crawl the crawl. Is that what it's? Yeah, that it has a it has a terminology yeah. affixed to it. Yep, the crawl. A crawl. I like that. Yeah. In the when beginning, watched... there was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When I first watched, my name this, is uh, Chuck Simeon. Intro. I was a little surprised that there weren't, you know, like a uh, uh, narration. It, it seemed like a show that was ripe for like tell the backstory in the intro because things are going to get weird. And the visuals, it, it all just felt like a lead up to seeing Rhesus throw his brain <laughs> around. Right, like that was the first part where I'm like, okay, generic monkey, monkey, monkey. Oh, there. <laughs> um, and then, of course, it caps off at the end with, you know, the title drop. There's also something so unbelievably graphic about him removing that brain and it having, like, a prehensile spinal column. It's it so looks good. feral. Yeah. Like, it looks like a thing. It is, like, really unnerving for your bad guy to have. Yes, it's really unnerving and a really awesome moment. And there's, like, a moment where he takes it off and it jumps onto Captain Chuck Simeon and, like, wraps its spinal cord around his throat like it's fucking like it's a like it's a goddamn face hugger that's how he mind controls them also and i'm so obsessed with the fact that we're going to first and last name him every time captain chuck simeon yeah oh chuck simeon of the space monkeys i don't want to be simeon. unambiguous here charlie <laughs> he earned that captainship by virtue of owning a spaceship that's how it happened yeah. chuck simeon <laughs> 
But then, like, once they get out of that, like, really tense, really cool reference and, like, kind of creepy scene, complete with spinal column stuff, like, Spider will turn to the camera and be like, well, that's my mama, or something like that, you know? It's just, like, really tonally inconsistent. No, literally, uh, Splitzy hits the tiny little rock that they're all able to stand on. Yeah, it's... Oh, did you get 10 seconds of something that was semi-sincere? Boom! (laughs) That is exactly what it feels like. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, also, I genuinely love that old style of intro where none of it is from the show. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, that was actually really impressive because, like, one, we don't have a bad monologue, and two, we don't have a clip show. Yep. Because <laughs> I've, we've seen a lot of those in our study, research, whatever. And so, like, whenever internship. it doesn't do that, uh, self-imposed internship, uh, behavioral issues. <laughs> <laughs> they do it in uh they do it in Bucky O'Hare as well, and I remember that as being like one of the best intros that I've ever seen. Top five intros. Ooh, let's count them down. Megas XLR. Top five countdowns. Number Megas number five. Nick Robes. Cow 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 down down down. David Letterman. <laughs> Musical guest Banana Balloon. <laughs> <laughs> a piece of toast. <laughs> a bottle of water with googly eyes. And here's your host, Captain Chuck Simeon. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> He's like combing his hair and shit. <laughs> I'm glad you all could make it. Live from New York, it's Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Mind from New York. <laughs> <laughs> It's Saturday mind. <laughs> Your host, Reese's too. It's marvelous to be here. You I ever hope wonder you all what happened to Reese's mind. one? I brought some company. So you know when you're throwing your brain at somebody and you forget to bring your spare. <laughs> I know we all have it on the comedy mind. stylings of Spider. <laughs> Musical guest, a black hole. <laughs> Disco stylings of the Anti Force. <laughs> black hole, but only on his mother's side. <laughs> How many times can we do Jimmy Pardo during these different fucking intros? <sighs> oh, that can was it great. Be Thanks, guys. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I guess I'll see you later. We'll just finish up the show. What was your point? What Clean were we up. talking about? Don't top know. five. Don't know. Oh yeah, top um, five intros. No idea. Um, I will say that I think the music in general is really good. Like this, mm. the intro is not the it's best. It's real music. percussive. Yeah, it's it's got like those like kind of jungle drum things that really fit with the fact that you know they're all monkeys, obviously. Mm. Mm-hmm. But then they also have like space fight fanfare. You know, like, that's all really well and good. They're, so, like, both halves of, like, the musical tracks that they use in this show are really on point and really, really engaging. I really appreciated that. Might be my favorite part of the show, except for the spaceship. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, any time that they just Jungle intersect ones. those two aspects of what this show is, is great. <gasps> when they play it too straight in either dimension, it, it, it loses it a bit. Mm-hmm. Thomas Chase um, Jones, baby. <laughs> I do like uh, in the dialogue, like we've talked about just how like straightforward it is until it gets goofy. 
Um, but it's so self-aware in its cliches. Uh, there was one line that's like exactly what I'm talking about. Are you aware that the balance of nature is out of balance? <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. I feel like it's not generally that good of a dialogue, though. <laughs> no, it's not good, though. That's the point. They're all that, like... Yeah. No, but that good... That, that is good dialogue, but it's so much more frequently incredibly shameless. <laughs> like the presentation is yeah, just that's so... a little bit more like B movie style, where you're like, "Why do this is amazing?" I love the B movie right. aspect of this. <laughs> like, well, then you're gonna love these moments that I hated, which is like the, the one that I wanted to bring up was um, that you know Gore goes berserk at one point, and Spider like says to the camera. This is one gorilla you don't want to undertip. <laughs> what? 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 It's so shameless. I fail Spider to see what your problem is getting... with that. <laughs> Spider thinks Nick, did you that write he's that getting line? filmed yeah. for like a reality show on the ship. It feels like it was being filmed in front of a st- live studio audience. <laughs> in space. Captain and Simeon just... and the Space Monkeys was drawn in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Barkley. God, this show would have been horrible with a laugh track. Oh, God. It wouldn't have been where, a show. Where would you put the laughter? <laughs> There's no room. The entire it's thing. It's unclear. Nobody, ends, nobody just, shuts up. Just a low hum throughout the background of somebody laughing. It's like how you know in old Scooby-Doo how there's a soundtrack for the whole thing. Like, you can listen to it and there's never any dead air. That's the same yeah, with this like show. Yeah, it's like a huge... It's just one long orchestral piece. Yeah, but with this show, it's just people talking the whole time. <laughs> it's Amazing. just it's the Mystery Science Theater 3000 <laughs> so good. of cartoons. This potato has big ears. Look, winged potato. I think that's pod people. <laughs> so did you guys generally like the dialogue in this or what? <laughs> I didn't think it was very strong. <laughs> well, that was a loaded question. I, I appreciate I'm telling you my opinions. I don't think it was very strong. Sure. I, I think it's a consistent show, honestly. And aside from like the lack of characterization in a few of the main characters, I, I kind of dug this. It's just like it kept it kept hitting the same notes. So like I'll watch an episode of this and be pleased as punch. And then a couple episodes later, I'm like, got anything else for me? Saturated. <laughs> or am I just waiting until Reese's shows up? <laughs> yeah, that he does definitely steal the spotlight. I can't think of one. Is anybody else trying really hard right now? <laughs> oh, of a different thing. Of a mind fun? <laughs> uh, oh, no, not the mind fun. I was going to say, my other favorite like moment... Half a mind. Is, well, obviously, the two great parts of the show are Rhesus 2 and, and the spaceship. Captain Chuck Simeon. Oh, yeah. Um, and I didn't mention this before, but I think it bears <laughs> mentioning that he's got a comm link in his armpit. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about this! <laughs> That's so good! The technology in this whole thing is phenomenal. It's, it's pretty like, great. It's like, okay, Captain Kirk has his communicator, he always has it in his hand. But wait, this character has four hands effectively, so it wouldn't make sense for him to put it in his hand hand. Where's he gonna put it? Or like on a There's belt? gotta be a better way! <laughs> well, Nessa, I hope you're getting this. <laughs> <laughs> and not my B.O. <laughs> <laughs> well, that about sums it up. I'm in quite a pickle now. Chuck's in me. I can see why off. he could do it. I just don't see why he would. <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't. <laughs> why not the, why not the, like, he can bend the arm that way, right? Oh, you mean, mean like in Babylon 5 where he had the one that was, like, attached to his hand? 
<laughs> or like in anything like <laughs> they always With a communicator have it somewhere around the wrist yeah wrist or collar dick tracy or on dick tracy that's why you bring yeah, him why along, didn't he have so him on dick <laughs> tracy <laughs> just have an onion with him onion onion <laughs> <laughs> very good uh, so uh you it sounds fit like, into this show. it sounds like we're wrapping up so uh nick we only have one segment on this podcast stolen uh, <laughs> we are stir stuff <laughs> the universe be <laughs> the universe chuck segan here and i'm here do to you t- do it do you have the like pre-recorded to do it each time because i swear sometimes it sounds a little different ah well, that's for, uh, well, don't take my I'll word for out. it. Don't, don't, don't interrupt in him. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's the same one. Yeah. One of the few things like that's recorded. <laughs> we do not have any extra, uh, we don't have any extra segments other than to ask you, uh, to wrap up how you feel about the show. We Wait, no, I was serious. Intro, but... Nick, does this, does this show pass the Sagan test? Oh, do you want to actually Saganist it? Uh, yeah, sure. I think um, I think there's an argument to be made for it uh, being Sagan esque in the sense that, like, I think that uh, <laughs> okay, we got a maybe of a maybe here. I think Chuck Simeon. <laughs> I, like I don't 25%. know about it, anybody else, but I think that Chuck Simeon's whole thing is kind of um, uh, personal integrity, and you know mm. that kind of idea of like he's not going to take anything at face value. And when being confronted with a half black hole who is uh, saying, uh, I'm hell bent on taking over the universe and there's nothing you can do about it, he says, You know what? There might be something that a hyper intelligent ape can figure out. Let me let me see what happens. <laughs> I think that there's yeah. a there's a there's a perseverance that I think falls into kind of a, a Sagan esque uh, 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 ideology. The the classic frontiersman. Yes. Uh, that was Carl Sagan that we all know and love. Billions and billions of <laughs> gamma rays and beta <laughs> waves moving deeply in, into the deepest, darkest depths. can really depths. say how evolution works? <laughs> Billions of years ago. Uh, but Ben's right. How, how, how would you like to wrap up the show? Zane, look Final out for that ghost behind you! Ah, the what? <laughs> the who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Somebody walked in the background. Anyways, keep going. What are we wrapping up? <laughs> No, we just uh, the show, Nick. What, I'm, I'm wondering how you feel. Oh, yes. <laughs> we are so patient tired. with you, Nick. <laughs> we, oh, he's he's, uh, he's up you, past his nap time. So, so the first time this is, is the first time that Zane and I are watching this show. Yeah. Given that you are more familiar with it and have a history with it, how does it measure up since you watched it? The first time. Man, I don't know, because I don't have a lot of memories aside from enjoying, just enjoying. Like, I remember enjoying Just it. enjoying the concept, almost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and kind of having, like, random flashes, like, images. Like, I remember the whip thing, kind of. And I, and I remember oh, liking their outfits. Their outfits yeah. are not bad. I do like the costuming in this. <laughs> <laughs> and again, man, I'm going to tell you, armpit communicator. Check me out at, a, at a, some comic convention. I'll be wearing that <laughs> yeah. outfit. You can look. Uh, you can look at Nick's Etsy page yeah. in just a little bit. Yep. He'll have those for sale. My deviant art. <laughs> support our page. Support our Patreon. Support my Patreon, and if you get up to the eighty-five dollar a month bracket, you'll get the sexy simians. <laughs> <laughs> the simmering simian. 
It's just Candy Kong from Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah. From Donkey yeah. Kong. I'm Country. amazed that we made it this entire time without referencing Donkey Kong. I was constantly thinking Donkey Kong and Star Fox through the whole thing, man. It's, it's right there. <laughs> it's like, Put them together and what have you got? Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. Captain it, Chuck Simeon. Did show it? Yeah, come on. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> credit where credit is due. <laughs> I, it's so weird how many different things in the past couple of decades are more or less this kind of formula, but with like weird little spins on it. Like, we're going to focus on just animals, and it's going to be a genre that we're all very fluent with. But Puppy the Patrol? Addition, the, the way... The, the inversion into an animal universe completely changes it somehow and people eat it up. I don't I don't get it and I sometimes like it and I don't know why. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you 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 got to uh damn it, I'm not going to be able to pull this. I had it stuck in my head today. <laughs> I was today. wondering where you were going. Uh I won't give up. No, I won't give in. But I reach the end and I'll try again. Oh, I won't give up. No, I won't give in. Try everything. Something like that. To be loved by anyone. <laughs> Monkey love is dragging me down. It's making me crazy. <laughs> do you do you like the clapping because it reminds you of uh, the little monkey train. with the symbols? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I also like. Uh, it's funny because the improv group I'm in, one of the people has a concussion, and I clap, and I'm very loud. Uh-huh. <laughs> like the worst combination. It's good form. <laughs> <laughs> Rub some dirt in it, improver. I know. I'm just like. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Well, um, <laughs> that probably hurts like the Dickens. <laughs> Nick, if you want to give any of our listeners a concussion, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me uh, hosting the What's With You Scooby-Doo podcast. You can find that on uh, Apple Podcasts, rebranded, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, uh, anywhere else uh, you find podcasts. Uh, MySpace. Well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. MySpace. Uh, Mind <laughs> brain. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, both of you have been on. Both of those are insanely fun episodes. Um, yeah. Hopefully, uh, we can come on again uh, at the same time at some point. Feel like that'll oh, be fun. I'm be going wild. to get you guys in the same room. It's going to be insane. I don't know how I'm pulling this off, but I'm doing it. That, you know, that just happens every year naturally. <laughs> I don't do know I what you're hoping to, is going to come out with do this. Do I have to come to a Relaford family Christmas? Is that what's happening? Uh, Hanukkah, please. Is that? Okay. Hanukkah, I mean, please. Hanukkah, please. <laughs> oh, I didn't know this was that kind of podcast. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it was it was great having you on again. Um, yeah, absolute joy. Having always you a on. delight. <laughs> yeah, you thank you so much. This was a Audience blast. Also, listen to him on several episodes of Empowered, uh, our our other That's podcast right. where we talk about superpowers. Uh, so he's been much fun. A, a frequent guest on uh, Amusement Sparks, the other podcast in our Fancy Bat Network. That's um, right. Honestly, I want to spread him throughout the cosmos if you will <laughs> and just get that monkey love i feel like you should get his consent for that mixed mixed in <laughs> sort of a, a voluptuous jelly of the podcast yeah. sphere yeah and scatter them all over the stars gadzooks <laughs> uh i th- uh, I, I once okay this it starts all weird it gets flustered. weirder i once saw a guy get hit by a car 
His right. dicks aren't weird. And good in, uh, good intro. behind me, I see this dude get hit, and my first reaction is like, oh my god, this is happening, this is crazy. And then from behind me, I just hear, Christ on a stick! <laughs> what was Immediate- that? Christ on a stick! immediately took away any moment of just like (laughs) of gravity i know i just saw something crazy happen in front of me what is happening behind you had a you had a captain simian and the space monkeys moment in real life it was nuts (laughs) like something serious and dramatic happened bananas oh you really shouldn't (laughs) he's still cheering for himself folks uh ben Uh, um uh, we should uh Close out. Yeah. What are we? What are we going to uh, watch next time? Well, uh, boo boo. We are going to watch. Who, what who is going on that? over there? <laughs> <laughs> we are going to watch. Wait, no, I got a good one. I'm, okay, shit. cue it up. Cue it up. Cue it up. Well, next time we are going to be watching the. What was that? <laughs> oh, is it's the hip- like the Inception noise. Is that the Hypnotoad? <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> Stop it. In a world. Stop doing that and looking more manic each time. <laughs> You're welcome, podcast listeners. I assume that everybody out there listening to podcasts <laughs> enjoys noises like that. <laughs> Welcome to the Driving Five. That's right, we're on the animal farm. That's right, we're going to be talking about, oh, I guess DJT's in the news again. (laughs) Thank you, Professor Frink. Uh, Anyway, Zane, next time we are watching Yogi Bear. 3D? Classic. (laughs) Oh, you mean mean the live action movie? I'm going to watch the live action movie. Don't you worry about it. You do what you have to do, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna delve into the park ranger because I've never Smarter taken. than the average bear, boo boo. I love the mel- the melodiousness of his voice. Can I give you guys a recommendation? If you're go- are you going in like full board on Yogi Bear, or are you just talking about a specific part of Yogi Bear? Um, uh, in general, I guess, but probably the, the original stuff gets pre- pre- precedence. Dude, get on it, Yogi Bear and the magical flight of the Spruce Goose. I've heard I've heard good things. Is that a movie? Oh, baby. No, it's a state of mind. <laughs> it's a state of what? But... <laughs> <laughs> mind. But, but more literally, it is a movie. <laughs> yes, in the real world. Yes. I consider it a film. Uh, <laughs> I don't have time for this kind of shenanigans, Reese's. <laughs> Malarkey. Uh, but yeah, we'll be watching Yogi Bear, and I'm excited. Well, yeah, see, what more? are we doing after that? Ben, we're going to do it. I know, gonna, but gonna you need to be one. the one who says it. It's going to be a one, a we, two. This is, this is us reaching for the sky of animated movies. Ben, what is it? It is Pixar's... We are going to be watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You know, we, we started looking at live action stuff long ago with Cousin, Cousin Skeeter, and we're finally hitting the other bookend and doing Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I'm very excited for it. Yeah, I have ever, never actually watched it, um, but I know it's going to be real important, and I think, it, I think it'll be a great episode. So. And the movie is from 1998, or 1988, so hopefully by now they, they've uh, solved that crime. I hope so. Like, it's got to be past, like, the um, statute of requirements at this point, right? 
Yeah, Stat- and while we're, while we're on it, uh, uh, Huey Huey Lewis did he did he ever find a new drug? <laughs> <laughs> he did <laughs> in in his brother's. He seemed um, like he really wanted that new drug, didn't he? Uh, uh, hey, by the way, Mick Jagger, wild horses couldn't drag you away. Pretty sure they could, dude. They're horses. He's an immortal. <laughs> All right, Brittany. That's just that's that's just enough of that. You're gonna go to the principal's office. You keep that up. Who did frame Roger Rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got uh, we got some great classics <laughs> coming up. <laughs> which uh, all those sound amazing. That's very yeah. exciting. <laughs> if anyone has any comments to uh, tell us about either Yogi Bear or Who Framed Roger Rabbit, go ahead and visit us on our Facebook page or on our website, cartoncast.com. You can check out other programs in the network, fancybat.com, such as Empowered or Amusement Sparks. Um, go ahead and leave a rating or review on iTunes, and more than anything else, just please tell your friends about the show. Nick, send <clears> us <throat> off with something ape or mind-related. You know it's going to be one thing. Monkey love is dragging me down. It's making me crazy, crazy, crazy. We're gonna have to pay royalties for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Post-credits Marvel sequence. So Ben Ben wanted to do Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, that sounds like a fun idea. <laughs> Does it? That way? I'm not bad. We don't know who those I'm characters just drawn are, that way. I have never seen We've never that seen it. That one is probably Jessica Rabbit. I'm Bob Hoskins with an American accent. <laughs> That's Jessica Rabbit. I know that anywhere. <laughs> That's Chappy. <laughs> is he not an American? Uh, Bob Hoskins, British. Okay. But is he un-American? He was he investigated by the House on Un-American Activities about 20 years after that existed. Yeah, the HUAC. Yeah, the HUAC. <laughs> HUAC, HUAC, and LUAC. The three <laughs> branches of government. <laughs> Not cotton so tails or ponytails. No duck tails. HUAC. <laughs> 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 the Patriotics Duck movie. Whack. Seamless. Whack. 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 Seamless. <laughs> Just you and her and me and her and her. Simultaneous, Simultaneous loving, baby. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe somebody else knows that song. <laughs> I grew up in the 90s, of course, man. Did you, uh, did you ever Park. listen to the. Uh, the the iteration of chocolate wait what was it chocolate love or salty love um it was, it was hey one everybody of ever seen my balls they're big and salty and brown but uh it was uh it's sung by chris brown <laughs> <laughs> or chris brown james brown one of them i can't remember who <laughs> chris brown <laughs> let me smack you because i love you <laughs> let me beat the shit out of let you let me open a packet of my gravy <laughs> Baby, it's burning just for you, child. <laughs> Don't you want another helping of my gravy? <laughs> Baby, say yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I want you to reach down and put your hand. Don't let it get in your eyes now.
This is on Barry my penis. <laughs> Hi, this is Barry White and Paul Quinn College. Would like to invite you on May eighth, ninth, and tenth for the fu- the fucking, fucking... shit. shit. <laughs> Trying to record a fucking spot here, Tony. <laughs> Hi, this is. Ba- Hi, this is Barry White and Paul Quinn College would like to invite you to beautiful Waco, Texas. <laughs> Hi, this is Barry White. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Morgan Freeman. It's something about how he starts at the beginning every single time. Is it really? Oh my god. I'm not he as fluent. Keep- he keeps really going good. back to the beginning. He keeps fucking up and going like, Hi, this is Barry White. <laughs> No, we got that part. We have 75 of that part. We don't need That's that part. That's his reset. That's his hard reset. What is, do, we, we barely know it's a tennis match anymore. <laughs> oh, man. We just know Dude. you're Barry White and Paul Quinn College. Dude, speaking of tennis match, have you ever seen uh, Seven Days in Hell? Oh, I uh, fell asleep, but I'm very excited to watch it. <laughs> Yo, you got you to gotta watch that. You, you, I'm pretty sure you'd be pretty into it. Have you seen you just, Popstar yet? What's that? Have you seen Popstar? Popstar? Yeah, Popstar. It's the other Andy Samberg movie that's on HBO. Oh, <laughs> no. no, I haven't. No, Never not. Stop Stopping. There's oh, God, no, not that. I rarely oh, stop that. stopping. Oh, God, those commercials just about murdered me. Like, oh, my God. So there's a scene where he's like, yo, this is what success is like. I'm just signing tits all the time. And they're in the limo. And this dude just like... <laughs> shoves his dick against the window <laughs> and Andy Samberg's not looking so he's like putting down the window to sign what he thinks are boobs and the dick gets dragged by the window <laughs> that's, that's really Andy special Samberg you, you truly are a connoisseur like, of high comedy <laughs> It's so good. You watch it and try not to laugh. <laughs> I'm never watching that movie. It oh, looks horrendous. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. <laughs> step by step through this mystery. We'll get to know each other. Scooby-Doo.